Rogue Nation to another episode of Rogue Nation. With me tonight is uh, the Red Ranger of Power. With all the dirty talk. Yeah, all the dirty talk. <laughs> we got Zero Speed Bard. I guess I'm slowing down. <laughs> oh, that's right. We, it's the Two Speed Bard. He dirty talks at Zero Speed. <laughs> okay, I do like the Zero Speed. Zero Speed Bard. Oh, man. We got the ghost. We got, we got the God, the God Noob of podcasts. Yo. And I'm your... Of your Herald of Thunder, and again, we've got the Toy Hunter back for another so, edition. Up? Always love having him on, it's great. Welcome back. Welcome back. Make this permanent, please. He's done that <laughs> Um, so how's everybody doing? How's the week going? It's good. That's the beginning of the week, so yeah, I was the rest of last week, I guess. Yeah. Got a lot of info last as, week, as you guys saw. I'm just sad about like having to redo my tattoo, yeah, <laughs> but that's, that's all part of it. Uh, yeah, part of the process. Yeah, yeah. it means the whole thing's gonna be really vibrant when it's done. Yeah, I I know. Unless it's gonna it waits another two years, and it's just gonna fade again. Yeah. I fucking yeah. hope. His tattoo artist already told him every other week I'm watching here. Yeah, yeah. He's like every two weeks we'll do two sessions of two to four hours, and we'll be done. Just pray he doesn't have to go over the stuff he's already gone over again. Yeah, because if you're waiting two weeks, that stuff's still gonna be raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I waited three weeks for my Superman, and it was still raw. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, hopefully that doesn't happen for me. I heal pretty, pretty good. Mm. I think it's been a month for me. I went a month ago. <laughs> oh my god! I have to wait I'm months. Healed. I have good. to wait months because my tattoo artist, he actually lives in another state, oh, but okay. he owns wow. a store down here. Okay, so oh, he okay. comes down once a month to gotcha. kind of handle his clients. Uh, no here. wonder he sits you down for like half a day. Well, yeah, Makes but sense. we were doing that before he did. Before yeah. he, because like, when I started my Superman, he was he, I, first one I got from him was my Superman. We started with that one. He still lived out here, and we still sat six, seven hours at a time. Yeah, I only do long sessions. I don't like short. No, it's two hours. It's like you just get going, mm-hmm. and you do the pain. You're just starting to get numb it's to the pain. Like, I'm right. already and hurting. Like, Let's and, just go yeah. through it. <laughs> and you're like, okay, we're done. I'm like, we're done? <laughs> you know, and then you, time I, yeah. I was used to only long sessions, but this is the first time it was only two. But I understand. He had other he had other. Oh, yeah, he's got other people. Not in, he's sure. just retouching. Mm. He's not you know, continuing. Mm-hmm. But what sucks is I have to stretch out these retouches. Because now the area is going to be like mm-hmm. in pain, and now like yeah, he's going to have to go through color and everything. Exactly. Yeah. Are you so, coming all the way down for sleep? No, I'm okay, doing I'm basically half sleep. Half sleep, okay. For now, well, he I was going to do that too, and then I went full. <laughs> yeah, well, he was well, saying, but it's, it's just Psylocke and it's just Cassandra Kane. Mm-hmm. and then that obviously that changes. Like, no, I need more. <laughs> yeah, it's like I got more characters. That's what that what, what having a tattoo is all about. You need more, you know. I love sitting and watch those people get tattoos that are sitting there like, I'm done. I don't want anything outside of this. It's like, then why did you even get the first one? Oh, this man. isn't for you. Yep. It's because you don't know until you know, mm-hmm. until you do it. Like, like my favorite part of getting a tattoo is when you've been there for like an hour and a half and you've just been cutting and digging and everything mm-hmm. like that. And then he sprays the, the, the soap on yeah. your arm and it's so cool and yeah. refreshing and he yeah. wipes it off. Yeah. I don't actually hate that. Huh? <laughs> I hate it. Oh, you do hate that? I hate it. Oh, I love oh. That's my favorite I know part. it needs to be done, but it's just like, oh. uh, that's mm-hmm. that's Because so, it hurts and he's like rubbing it. To me, it's like, euphoric. Ah, to, to me, it's euphoric because it's like, it's cold. My arm is hot. For sure. It's nice sure. and cold. Yeah. It active. It's like ASMR. It activates mm-hmm. the, the, the pleasure centers <laughs> in my brain. I can feel the serotonin running in my brain. It's just like, Oh, and I sat next to a girl who was like, she was getting hers done. She's like, I hate this part. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And everybody else in the place was like, yeah, what are you talking about? It was like the best that's part. Right, yeah. It's it really like, is. why you get a tattoo? It's just for that feeling. It really is. And then you, that's when you get like the first good look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you start wiping off all the, especially when you get to the color, you start wiping yeah. off all the color that's yeah. obscuring yeah. your picture. Yeah. Man, I need to get another tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I did a home tattoo with a buddy of mine who was practicing. 
and it was my first. It's my only currently, and I never got to get that feeling because it was a home tattoo. So we never went through all of that. Mm. It was just pain. You got to get an anime tattoo, man, especially with my guy. Well, my, my only tattoo is an anime tattoo. Get more. I know. What yes. It's uh, what's called an Ouroboros, okay. a form of the alchemist, so mm-hmm. it's designed differently. And, of course, like a genius, I put it on my foot. <laughs> so that shit hurt. Yeah. <laughs> As a first tattoo. As a first yeah, I'm the smart guy. And my friend was like, yeah, my first tattoo was like an answer ring my finger. So. It was like, it's like, <laughs> saying, it's like, I want to get better than foot. I want to yeah, it's like I somebody saying, that. I want to get my first tattoo where? On my balls. <laughs> Might as well. Oh, oh. Oh, but yeah, I definitely need to, to start getting tattoos. <laughs> Joe has it's like a, a mighty morphing grid on his ass. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Wow. The only grid. The entire grid. Going beyond the grid. That's the title. All the coins. All the coins spread out everywhere. Or necessary evil does come out of there. <laughs> I didn't know Power Rangers jokes would be so oh, funny. Man. I really hope you're really heard on this, <laughs> on this episode. It's all this is laughing at something that can't be heard. <laughs> oh, man. that's it. That's what happened that time that um that Jeff called in. I know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We lost his audio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, well, that episode was so bad. You know what we could do? We can get Joe a wireless headset that connects oh, to the laptop. Nice. That way he's always heard. Like always the ones heard. they have at, at work, Kevin. Yeah, but he's gonna yeah. he, his mic could pick us up though, so you get double sound. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, right. the rest of us already we, loud. We enough. project too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'd actually have to be in another room. Put me in a Zorda <laughs> uh, tube. I, I have to be home. Yeah, right. Have to be home. We, we, we have to record at your house. Oh, and then he would have to be here. to be in your mom's house in Hialeah. Damn. Damn, that's it's far. Not Chrissy's house. Yeah, oh. that's far. They'll still hear you. <laughs> All right, well, some comics. Yes, a yeah. lot of comics Let's too. Get to it. It's a ton. And yeah, it, not and much I, next week. This week. And I, well, this week is light as hell. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think I looked and I'm like, oh, I'm so only grabbing the Marauders. I was like, All right. oh. Who wants to start? I'll go. go. I just mm. want to give a brief little. Uh, Shout out to Revenge of the Ghost Rider, Revenge of the Cosmic Ghost Rider number three. I finally read, or I finally got to reading it, and I'm still, I'm still on this book, man. I, I, I'm digging it. It's, it's, it's campy, but I think it, I'm having fun with it. It's just Ghost Rider being Ghost Rider. his craziest. So the whole thing is he's he's um he's fighting uh he's fighting the this uh, cosmic villain who's gotten uh his soul from Mephisto in the past. And it's just them kicking the shit out of each other the entire issue. It's really, really good. And the book basically ends with uh, Ghost Rider winning, being on the being the winning side, and then the, the the cosmic villain handing him and saying, "Well, I have your soul. What if we trade my life for your life?" And it ends with him getting his soul back and okay. turning back into Frank. So that's what. But what makes the book good, I think, is you get more of the history of how he became Ghost Rider. So you see him go to hell. You see him become talk to Mephisto. You see him take the deal and become Ghost Rider. You see more of that because he's basically having an argument the whole time with the uh, with the Cosmic King that he's fighting. Um, I'm still on the book. I think the book's great. Um, but like I said, it is campy and the art is a little rough. On a little rough edges. on it, but. For Ghost Rider, it works. For Cosmic Ghost Rider, it works. So I'm in. It's funny. I read this one. I, I've read one through three. Oh, you still read it? I fell off one. 
Two, I glanced over. Three, I glanced over two, but I only paid attention during the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And then after that, where it kind of led nowhere, I was like, fuck this book. <laughs> but I get why wow. you're intrigued on it. You are into the character more than I am. I, yeah, I really dig this character. And I, it, it's just, it's it's interesting the the, the play, the, how they're playing with him. How, what they're Because really, this character should not exist. I mean, he's three times over. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's... He's Silver Surfer, Ghost Rider, and Punisher mixed into one character. You know, he should not exist, but he works and he and shouldn't work either, but he does. And what do you do with a character that overpowered? Right. You know, there's it's like it's like it's like the Superman problem. What do you do with Superman that he's so overpowered? With Cosmic Ghost Rider, it's like, well, they just have to keep throwing up against cosmic villains, you know? Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if the next he fights the fucking living tribunal. Just because <laughs> it's the only place he could go. Yeah, it's like where else do you go? Yeah, I mean, because most of you imagine most of the characters most of the OP characters Marvel has, they kind of just set aside. Mm-hmm. Like, you never hear of Blue Marvel. Although I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And versus the Hickman mm-hmm. run, I think it was. And, you know, and the Ultimates, the Al Ewing Ultimates one. Yeah. Um, and even there, Spectrum, same. Monica Rambeau. Like, it's like, they gotta be in, like, group books in order to do something. The thing I loved of in Revenge of Cosmic Ghost Rider was just the ending of the first issue, which you and I talked about. Yeah, that just last the, little piece. The thing when he and present-day Frank mm-hmm. meet and fight, and like, Kind of uh, don't really talk like they talk, but not really. Right. But they have that argument of why didn't you save the family? Oh, so good! Yeah. Boy, if you would have given me a like a mini about that, that would have been awesome. But that's how I felt about the little flashbacks of this book. Yeah, was that was more of him like just it was really great too because yeah. the scene like if I had to pick a scene out of the book I really like, there's a scene between Mephisto. And goes for, and Frank Castle when he's when he's tempting him, mm-hmm. and he's just like, you know, I'm supposed to. Mephisto is like, I got a deal for you. Yeah. You 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 asked for you for asked for a deal. He's like, I didn't ask for anything. Yeah. He's like, well, most people's last words are unheard of, but you know, we know what you mean. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to, he's like, I'm supposed to offer you this deal, yada yada yada, yeah. Ghost Rider, but. I'm looking at your life, and they keep showing pictures of his life where he's yeah. eating out of a can with a knife. And it's like, I'm supposed to offer you this stuff, but I think you would be better off if you just took the torture. And, then he, and he's just like, forget you. I take the deal. Mm-hmm. Now, give, now send me back. Yeah. That's how that ends. I yeah. think that's like the best scene in the book. I love it. I like I like uh, to that point of Bethesda. He's like, he's like, man, I don't think I've ever, I've ever seen a life that miserable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, I'm supposed to offer you this whole deal. But I think you'd be better off with the torture. Yeah. Um, and then I read X Men number or X Force number eight. Mm-hmm. X Force number eight is is kind of the rede- not the redemption, but the, the the final play out of Domino mm-hmm. because this book has her and uh, her searching for the rest of her basically her genetic code right. that was stolen from her, and then Colossus gets involved because mm-hmm. ever since he. Well, his traumatic moment, which I'm having a hard time remembering. In Russia. Yeah. yeah. And then he got reborn. Yeah, he got reborn. Okay, yeah. that's what it was. He mm-hmm. got reborn. Ever since then, he hasn't wanted to leave Krakow. Yeah. He's, he's, just, he's, just, I'm, he's almost like, I'm afraid to go. PTSD. Yeah. So, and her tracking down, using Sage to track yeah. down. She starts to get her luck powers back because she finds four-leaf clovers around her again, which right. I thought was a great explanation. Yeah, it was yeah. only after killing yeah, the, well, the, the one other one. domino. The yeah. dark domino? Yeah, I the guess. reverse one because it was yeah. all reverse well, colors. Turns out they're all pieces of hers. So yeah. Right, but, but, but her she finds the clover. It was interwoven into her genetic code. Yeah, it was right, just right. grafted onto her. Right. And after she kills that one, she starts finding four-leaf clovers, which she said, I, I find them like hundreds of days. Mm-hmm. That's usually how it works. That's yeah. why I know my powers are coming back. Ah. And then so Sage is like, wait, okay, so I'll... she uses that as an algorithm, right. to find to where, where they are, are. and they find out that their 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 uh, lab is on a train, on mm, the Trans-Siberian yes. yep. uh, railroad. 
So both her and Colossus, yeah. Which both her and Colossus go after. Colossus doesn't want to leave. He's like, but I will help you. Right. But he, there's a great scene where Colossus is like, you know, where she's like, she's talking about how she can't stop because if she mm-hmm. stops, she has to think and she doesn't want to do that. Right. So you see her swimming in a lake on Krakoa. Mm-hmm. And then Colossus comes in and she's like, you ever think about the other sleep? Yeah. He's like, I could do that now. We can hold each other and then I can turn to metal mm-hmm. and just sink to the bottom. Yeah. And then we'll be able to be reborn and we won't have to have any of this trauma. And she's like, yeah, but I need my trauma. Yeah. I don't ever want to lose my trauma. Yeah, she's like, I want to remember. Yeah, I want to remember. So when they go and they fight in the lab, there's a ton of domino mm-hmm. uh, duplicates there. A shit ton. <laughs> yeah, and they start fighting through it, but really the only way to stop them is to basically kill them all at once. Yeah. It's not like domino duplicates. It's more like domino human hybrids. Kind of. Because they look like duplicates. different people, yeah. but they all look like of stranger, like bizarre versions of her. Yeah, well, they didn't have like the same markings. They just You could tell right. they were made from her skin. You could right. see like, the skin marks on her. So Colossus climbs out and stops the train mm-hmm. and kills them all, including Domino. And this ends with her uh, basically saying, when I'm reborn, yeah. I want my memories. I want mm-hmm. my trauma. Don't let them take that. If you if you promise me you won't let them take, yeah. take it, I will let go. But if you won't, mm-hmm. I'm staying. And that's where it ends. Oh, no, it ends. Actually, that's where she ends. The book ends with uh, Zeno. Yeah, Zeno. The... Zeno, the, the tattooed guy with yeah, the peacock yeah. tattoo. Oh, He's yeah. basically talking about how the lab was destroyed and everything. Yeah. And then there's a guy in the background saying, how much money do we lose? And he's just like, well, you know, it can't be quantified and everything. He's like, no, no. How much money did we lose? Yeah. And then there's a big, like, burly guy standing next to the, the guy who runs the deal. He's like, you take care of him, please. And that guy gets thrown back. And he's and you don't know who it is. He's yeah. like, look, we're going to make a statement. And it's going to be big and it's going to be bloody and it's going to be hurt. And that's where the book ends. I'm thinking it's, um, I can't remember the name. <laughs> I can't think it was going to be like Magneto or something. Like no. That. I keep thinking it's, uh, I can't remember if his name is uh, Cameron. No. Hodge? Oh, oh, Cameron Hodge? Hodge, yeah. yeah. I think I keep thinking it's Cameron Hodge, but he's dead. Yeah. So man, I don't know who I don't know who it could be. Well it's like like Bolivar Trask or somebody like something. But those are all uh, those have to do with Sentinels though. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, yeah. I don't I don't want to reiterate or go back right. to villains that we already know. But that would be Cameron Hodge then. Right. Yeah. But though no, Cameron Hodge was more um what's it called? The not the Marauders. Um, the Reavers. Reavers. He was born with the Reavers. And then he started uh, becoming a biotic. Yeah. Bionic. 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 So X-Force, I'm still on. Um, I think we're all still on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. it. yeah. It's still a great book. Yeah. Still a good read. I'm still enjoying the shit out of it. So. Who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go. Okay. One through six. Give it to me. <laughs> Two sentences. Let's hear it. Two sentences. <laughs> uh... Once Modern in- day supernatural. We gotta tell us what it is first. Yeah. So <laughs> once in future, it is written by Kevin Gillen and uh, Dan Moore. And Dan Moore does the art, and I can't. Tamara Bonavillen does the coloring. Okay. Um, fantastic. It looks beautiful. And so this is in modern day England, and we're dealing with supernatural stuff there. So primarily supernatural stuff there is King Arthur's lore. Uh, once in future yeah, refers to uh, King Arthur being the once in future king of Britain. Mm-hmm. So uh, essentially, this random kid who's like a professor gets caught up in his grandma's antics because she used to be a supernatural badass hunter. Mm-hmm. Basically, the concept of supernatural, the TV show. Yeah, I was okay. just going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> that's essentially what they're going for in, um, in Britain. And then he doesn't know, the kid doesn't know anything about this. 
Uh, but like, because grandma and the family took care of all the supernatural creatures. Right. Mm. Some bastards going down, and at, by about issue five, you figure out that it's the dude's mother who is leading the organization to revive King Arthur in this kind of necromancer lich form and to take over again and kind of continue his conquests. But back then, it was, I believe they said it was the Welsh in that area, and the people who were invading were the Saxons. So guess who King Arthur is killing? Everybody. Huh. Yeah, that's right, because by now everyone has mixed. Exactly. So the people who come um, with her to revive him, they're like, yeah, we're here to serve you and everything. And he's like, okay. And he just kills them all except for her, because she's the only one who's pure blood. Right. And then they all get names from the original Knights of the Round Table. Mm-hmm. So like Lancelot, exactly. Mm-hmm. So he he she creates a was it a Galahand? She creates a Galahand by having a child with a Lancelot, and it all goes. Mm-hmm. And they don't go over exactly how you get them, but certain life things, naming, and a bunch of other stuff help create the persona of these okay. past uh, knights. Funny enough, so the main character is also this woman's son, which is technically the brother of the Galahand, but his middle name. It's Percy, Percival. So guess what we're going? We have Percival, we have Galahad, we have King Arthur, Holy Grail. Mm. Nice. And that's essentially where this is heading towards. Uh, the last issue, issue six, they were in this mythical realm that uh, was created by a... Uh, the name I forget. It's another mythological person right. who creates this realm that has the Holy Grail. They destroy it, but of course, later find out it's the dude's like grandfather. So this whole family, not only are they badass monster hunters, half of them turned coat huh. and went to the other side. And then he's just a historian here like, why am I doing this? And then he had to find, and then the girl he went on a date with in the first issue ends up being another one of these named characters. It's like, oh, yeah, she's the one who's supposed to help you. She ends up being XYZ person of mythology. And then issue six ends with um, uh, Merlin coming into the picture and oh being like, God. hey, you know, this is what's going to happen. And I don't want to give any spoilers or anything, but it's really interesting. You get a lot of history and you get a lot of magical items. Yeah. So you get the, scallop, the, the scabbard of Excalibur. Mm-hmm. You get Excalibur okay. at one point coming from the, the women, the ladies of the water and things of that nature. And uh, of course, we're going for the Holy Grail. Right. So it's pretty interesting. The art is on point. Yeah, yeah. Dan Mara. Yeah, the guy's just amazing. Yeah, it's And, uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. If you enjoy modern-day supernatural stuff, the book is right up your alley. There's only six issues. Seventh is coming out. It literally sounds like supernatural meets, like, Skywalker drama. Yeah. It's, it's all this guy's family. It's, it's a like, huge family, yeah. It's like Supernatural Wars. Return of Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Wow. It's not a bad way to go about it. But sounds dope. I, even me, that I... I as I'm infamously known on the podcast, I don't care for supernatural stuff. That sounds really cool. Well, I'm, trying well, to think that's, I'm trying to think that's not true. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, it has to be for. good, I guess. Like, yeah. I, I can quantify it. What he doesn't care for is magic and its arbitrary laws. If you give him magic with detailed laws right. and, the, and the, the, whatever he's watching follows it, he's okay with it. Right. If you give him fantasy with no magic, but he's also okay yeah, with it. Yeah, with no rules, then there's no stakes. So here's the thing. There's an exception to that rule. Maybe there's that the, proves it. Lord of the Rings. Because there are no laws for the magic. Yeah. In that no, way. but the magic, yeah, the magic's all willy nilly there. It's just whatever happens. Yeah, in fact, you can, you, one can make the argument there is no magic in that movie. <laughs> but it's not even like I can't even say like, oh, I like Middle Earth. I don't. I only like those first three Peter Jackson movies. 
because I hated the, uh, the oh, Hobbit, Hobbit trilogy. Were terrible. I think everybody hated it. Uh, and oh, and I think the only things I liked about the Lord of the Rings of those that trilogy was the the war. Like I'm mm. not even the magic. I just like the war. No, I just like yeah, the, the fight scenes and the and the and, and the factions of these species yeah. of these races. Yeah, I thought that was well. cool. He won't like masters then. No, no. If it's fucking magic with no rule, then no. Way too much really magic. Yeah, uh, there is sort of no, 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 no. You know, you know, what, you know what would save? I can't no. save it. I'm gonna tell you. You know what save magic for? Or what save master form though is the fact that it takes place in a in like a pseudo futuristic. That's setting. true. That's, That's cool. Different planet. Way different. Planet. That's yeah, cool. They yeah, have awesome. like they have like advanced technology, technology but they but know magic of, too. Right, but they know of Earth. So yeah, yeah. interesting. The backwater. Uh, <laughs> well, no, He Man's mom's in it. It's from Earth. So, uh, so he's Star Lord. Uh, basically. Man, <laughs> man, did you have Damn. to? Damn. <laughs> you always do this. No, Star Lord is He Man. Oh, fair enough. You're right. You predate that. Okay. Star Lord is essentially He Man meets the Musketeer. Oh, God. He's not <laughs> no, from, uh, from the future. He's Listen, Porto's. New Adventures. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Stop. Chick. Wait, so Star Lord's like Porto's? No. Stop. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> Who's going next? I don't mind going or Joe, whatever you want. Whatever you want. Fight for it. Here's a knife. There's something with a knife. <laughs> well, since I've, I've been talking a lot, I want to talk very two random books that I did not expect for me to like. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, as George and I were talking about yeah. off air, is like, it's so random because, you know, that title will be coming out before the series. Yeah. So we thought it would be connected. I think, Jeff, you read it as well. Mm-hmm. Did. George, Love did it. you read it? Yeah. Okay, so you, so at least that makes three of us, right? Mm-hmm. Or did we all read it? I, I, I didn't no, so three of us. It's worth a read. I will read it. So I love, one, the art. Um, yeah, I wish I had that in front of me. I don't know who it is. Let's go back. Go back. The panel where Falcon? Yeah. So the writer is Derek Landing, and the artist is Federico Vincenetti. He's good. Yes, the okay. art is awesome. Yeah. I really like all all the action beats, especially yes. all those like perfect action poses. I, love, I actually really love the Falcon suit. Yeah, I the love the Falcon suit. Beautiful. I love the Falcon suit. Holy. But yeah. I like I like how it brings these two characters, these former Captain Americas, together. Mm-hmm. Of Bucky is trying to run away from. They even address each other as that. Oh, that's cool. They what? They address each other as that. As like former, yeah. as one, yeah, like as one former captain uh-huh. or another. But someone is going after uh, Winter Soldier, Bucky. He's working for some like clandestine spy yeah. agency for the for um, for the American government that takes care of terrorist cells within America, mm-hmm. special specifically recruitment camps, uh, yeah. training training yeah, yeah. training uh, uh, recruitment training camps. So someone's taking out a bunch of that uh, agents, uh, including Bucky, and then while on the run from that, he comes across Falcon, who's looking for one of his, I don't know what's that called. He's not really a um, mentor. Or so, someone that comes yeah. to his so, like, meetings. Someone he counsels. Uh-huh. Yeah. Someone that he counsels, yeah. uh, uh, a veteran. Yeah. A former mm-hmm. veteran that he counsels has gone missing. In this trail leads him to this mm-hmm. place, which is the agency that Bucky's been uh, working for. But it's a trail of bodies, and I like how uh, my favorite scene was when he when he um, finds Bucky there. He goes, oh, "Did yeah. you do this?" Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. goes, "Really? <laughs> wow!" So it kind of shows us, like, yeah. okay, you know, they're yeah. on the same page at least. He's not evil, but yeah. he's still to ask. Yeah, you know, you know, you never know. Just in case, they yeah. say that Just all the time. They look at the wife and goes. Mm-hmm. Weapons, he's like, How dare you? Yeah, I have to ask. Yeah, I have to ask. So, <laughs> I do know that one point I have to point out 
fuck, he has like a kitten in his jacket. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when he right, because they attack him. Yeah. He, he's like, they attack me and my cat. Yeah. <laughs> it works, though. It's no, it cute. works. I like that. Yeah. He actually says, oh, they were shooting at my cat. And mm-hmm. he yeah. tells more about the cat. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a man and his dog, but yeah. you know, the cat. It looks like Hellboy. Yes. Yeah. Like the cat, yeah. But they, I think towards the end is uh, they confront this um, woman who had missed the day yeah. of the shooting at the agency. So then they tell her she breaks down or whatever. Like, right, oh, she, didn't, she didn't show up to work. Right, she, yeah. uh, she didn't show up to work. And I, I kind of like was thinking, like, damn, but what an excuse. And I was like, oh, okay, she was hungover. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, it's a serious book, but mm-hmm. there's these comical flourishes sure. of comedy. Sure. I'm like, okay, that's how I like mm-hmm. it, where it doesn't, you know, interrupt the momentum of the drama. It's, it adds nice flourishes. Plays a part like to it, that. yeah. And, uh, at the end, it's so strange. They're confronted by this kid. Yeah. Who, Who's a huge who fan I think of it's of not even in the book, or I think it's towards the end of the book, where he refers to himself as the natural. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something about like how he's literally, he's literally shaped himself to the image of Captain America. So mm. he loves Bucky and Falcon. Yeah. So it's not Robert Redford. No. <laughs> no. No, no. That's funny. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if you got it. I got it. But as he's fighting them, he's kicking their ass. Yeah. And he's telling yeah. them, I was like, hey, this really sucks. Uh, I hope I can get a selfie or like an autograph. It, it gave me Civil War vibes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it did. It, it really did with the quips in the, mm-hmm. in, in the middle of fighting. But he's exposition dumping. He's saying, he's explaining, yep. I'm a fanboy. I have your posters on my walls. Um, you know, uh, hopefully I could, you know, I could tell my parents something mm-hmm. like, Wow, I, I beat up Falcon. I beat up, you know, when soldier was. As he's throwing Bucky through, like, a table. <laughs> yeah. He's saying these things. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's what I love. It's just his exposition while he's doing these these action scenes and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just like, huh, nice. <laughs> but then we, from what we understand is I liked how this is almost a follow-up to uh, Matt Rosenberg's Punisher because in mm-hmm. the ending of that, he kills Zemo. Yeah. So Hydra is not only on the run, it's splintered. Mm-hmm. Into two factions, um, Zemo's protege and a rival. Mm-hmm. You don't get their names; it just is explained there. And then the natural, this kid, he says, "Oh, I have Robert to take Redford. it up to <laughs> Robert Redford." <laughs> I guess I'll call him that, Robert, Bobby, Bobby Redford. Oh, I'm gonna laugh if his name is Bobby. Watch <laughs> his name be Bobby. Oh man! <laughs> but he says he has to show he has to uh, show that he you know hold himself yeah. on his own. To the protege of Zemo, so it's saying something about like that that Zemo protege and Hydra is in New York and planning something. Yeah, and then he's like, "Okay, I'm not gonna kill you guys since I I'm a fan, uh, but I want a rematch. But the next time, I won't pull my yeah. punches." Mm-hmm. And they're there on the floor, yeah. like bloody and everything. It's so funny. Falcon's guys are broken rib or something. Yeah, I, I kind of like the when they cut to the the girl. Yeah, that they're yeah. in her apartment. She goes, "I am way too hungover for this." <laughs> that goes me. Yeah, hundred percent. No, I can't deal with this. So that's um, Falcon and Winter Soldier number yeah, one. I hope you guys want to have some closing thoughts. I really liked it, and I yeah, even you too, covered man. it. The, the action shots for the you know the blood spraying out and everything like that everything mm-hmm. looks great and read great and even though I kind of thought it was a quick read yeah. there's a lot of information in it there. was for sure for sure it was and it kind of like what Jeff was saying off airs I really got their dynamic yeah like yeah. you could tell like mm-hmm. there's some kind of animosity there yeah but like a disgruntled like respect <laughs> yeah for kind sure. of reminds you a little buddy cop little lethal weapon yep. yeah yeah that's exactly what I thought. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, then, I liked it a lot. I like the uh, I guess one of my favorite parts well, outside of the fighting and everything was um, when they goes to drop the cat off at uh, Misty Night. <laughs> it's like you know, metal arm buddies. I thought you guys get along, and it just it just doesn't work out. It's like no, it wasn't a good idea. We should have done that. I didn't think that. I was like, I was like, why is he asking yeah. about her? And he's like, you know, metal arm buddies. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> you people know each other, right? Uh, so exactly. Funny. Funny. I was like, oh man. So yeah, no, it, it's a good read. I like it a lot. Uh, I like it, and I'm glad it's just a mini, so we're just gonna get like five yeah. or six. Mm-hmm. I, it, I, it also felt. I don't know if it was just me. It felt like a a, a very no, I'd say a close relative to the uh, Hawkeye book, the Hawkeye Freefall right now. Yeah. I guess, I think that's why I enjoyed it a lot because mm-hmm. it, it's very, like, in the streets, very personable. Yeah. Uh, and, and we and, just saw them in Hawkeye. So, yeah. like the first issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's actually, you get a tidbit of yeah. that. Yeah. And he's like, hey, what do you think about Hawkeye? And he goes, what about him? And he goes, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> wow. And I love the little... I love their the suits, man. Yep. Uh, their suits yep. are so sick. So clean. Yeah, I can't wait for the next issue. Yeah, I'm excited. The art looks good. I, I'm I'm digging the writing. I'm digging the dynamics. So Can you measure the suits for like the end of the show? That'd be awesome. I That'd think be... it's pretty similar. Yeah. Maybe not okay, Falcons. I don't think they're going to go so yeah, far. Falcons. Falcons. Yeah. yeah, he won't have the wings for sure. Like the, the, no, the, the fray yeah, of the yeah, wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he has like that. the open head mm-hmm. top. Yeah. So I think that's yeah, the same from the, from the nice. show. Yeah, Bucky looks great. Yeah, buggy mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, Falcon Winter Soldier number Great. one. Um, the other one that really surprised me, and I really want to kind of spend a little bit more time on it, but obviously we want to move on, was Suicide Squad number one. I know mm. we're only on number three now, but I only just want to get on, on number one. And it's Tom Taylor who did Deceased, and mm. he's been on a great track record with Spidey, yep. Deceased, and a bunch of other stuff. And I wanted to, I wanted to check it out. I want, I've even seen on Twitter people like, thanking him like hey i wasn't even a fan of suicide squad your book got me into it i was like damn bro tom taylor and people are praising it i'm like all right let me give it a shot i saw the i've seen the covers yeah the art looks cool the interiors are good i okay. and i have to explain of so it's the almost a team we know of like king shark deadshot harley i can't remember who else was in it there's another one um no, oh. yeah, um, no, um, fuck, what's his name? Cavalier. And he's like, oh. he's the comic relief. Yeah, yeah. Well, he thinks that, that when they're doing like the name or roll call, or whatever, like in the book of telling you mm-hmm. who right. they are, where they're from, uh, crimes, and like what their abilities are, Cavalier just like thinks he's a musketeer. Wow. <laughs> and then all his quips and one liners are like, I'm God. And he goes, Oh, my lady. And this and that. And right. But every time he gets on their nerves, uh, Deadshot or Harley or both tell him shut the fuck up <laughs> and it's so it's like perfectly timed whenever there's like too much exposition oh, dump yeah. and he says some dumb shit they tell him <laughs> to shut up and lighten the mood it's so funny <laughs> so Amanda Waller's in it mm-hmm. and she's okay. like okay I'll pass it to Locke and then he's debriefing them and he goes hey what the fuck is this why is why are we listening to him yeah. and you don't get into the end of the book where she's like I'm retired I'm passing it off to him. He's the new boss. So the backdrop is um, these like young meta humans called the the revolutionaries, revolutionaries, the revolutionaries. It's a bunch of like super powered kids. Like think of like Young Justice, yeah, but like literally like power to the man or whatever. Well, no, down with the man. Power to the people or whatever. Because they're like disarming nukes. Yeah, they're like attacking uh, army men. They literally um one. 
um, teleports a sergeant uh, in midair, and then he's caught by like the winged um, person. Uh, his name is the Airy, the Ariori. Oh God! Drops him, yeah. and then two uh, Atlanteans who are like half uh, uh, man, half fish. They're called Finn and Scale. <laughs> they catch him, pretending to catch him, and kind of like pretends, like slip off from his hand, yeah. and he just lands on his own submarine and just splats. Oh wow! Dies. And I was like, holy fuck, ill. I was like, damn, we're in for one crazy book yeah. then. Wow. So that's the mission. The X Task Force X is like, okay, you have to. They took out, uh, they disarmed these nukes or whatever. They took a submarine. Go get them during international waters where mm-hmm. Australia can attack, England can attack, and America can attack. So this is Task Force X. They're like, yo, this is crazy. Zebra Man and Zebra Man just standing in the back, like, yo, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's just like this big buff guy with yeah. stripes and I like Harley Quinn's like comic relief and she's like so why zebras and he goes well huh she goes really that you just like them <laughs> uh, do you have stripes do they come off he goes no I've never thought of it she goes what the fuck how have you never thought of your theme yeah. <laughs> and that's it they move on from that and, and and I like that I like how like this back and forth with the comedy and the drama and just bloody action so when the mission is, you know, go get the revolutionaries, and when they go get them, they start taking them out, like uh, half of Task Force X. Okay. So they take out Cavalier. Yeah. They take out um, Zebra Man. Uh, not Zebra Man. Oh, he's, okay, he's kept close to Locke, who a secondary power of Zebra Man is he can uh, create force fields. Okay. <laughs> Super strange. So this big buff Zebra wow. Man is able to create a force field for him and Locke. So they get into like the battlefield and like get up close and personal with all these people, literally dying. So half of the people you were just introduced die. Um, like a quarter of the revolutionaries also die. Uh, but then um, he tells Deadshot, kill them all, like shoot them all. Uh, go snipe. He shoots them and he's like, wait, why aren't they dead? And he goes and he starts tele- talking to them through Zebra Man. His main thing is te- telepathy. Oh my god! So Locke is telling him, he goes, put down your guns or hands because they're metahumans or whatever. He goes, stop what you're doing now because um, on top of now you could hear me in your head, there's a bomb in your head. So now he starts taking control of the revolutionaries and Tax Force X. And he tells Deadshot, uh, he goes, tell your team to stand down. That's your new team. And you're like, what the fuck? That's pretty cool. So the head of the revolutionaries um, is this like... Big butchy uh, uh, Puerto Rican chick that I think her uh, her power her superpower is is a uh, super strength. Okay, but she's from like like some like crazy um, uh, local militia from uh, Puerto Rico or whatever for whatever reason. Okay, and then she's brought in all these people uh, from different backgrounds, but one of them she's really close with is I think his name was a uh, nuke or nuclear or whatever. Is this like hooded you know young guy or whatever? But his powers he could explode. Yeah. But it takes a time for him to build up. Ah, emo kid. Right. So Locke, Locke tells her, he goes, tell your team to stand down, or if not, I'm, I'm going to kill you. She goes, I don't care what happens to me. Mm-hmm. I, we're not going to fight you. She go, And he goes, I knew you would say that. And he goes, tell goodbye to, I forgot the name. And then he goes, ah, oh, fuck. And his head explodes. And they're, like, and they're yelling at him. They're like, yo, he could have blown all of us up. That's his power. And they're like, nope, I've studied every one of those people. He had to... Uh, needed more time. Mm. So I knew he wasn't going to blow up. Plus, I knew their bond with the leader. With, uh, I can't hey. remember the chick leader. Puerto Rican chick. 
uh, uh-huh, that was her protege. With that one action, that brings this like new Task Force X with all this crazy animosity where yeah. they all hate each other, and then the the two Atlanteans, uh, Scale is killed by King Shark, like wow. ripped in half. Shit. Brutal, brutal, brutal fucking scene. Sushi. Yeah. So then Finn has to now live with the killer of his brother. Wow. And I was like, yo, what is this? And that's it. It literally ends with Waller, uh, Deadshot, and Harley are like, what the fuck is this, Waller? And Waller's like, he's the boss. I'm retired. I'm only here to just transition. And that's, exactly. and that's how it ends. And I was like, dude, Tom Taylor, wow. You made me care about Suicide Squad, bro. <laughs> That's an interesting way to do it. Fuck wow. yeah. And supposedly there's a, another major thing happened in issue three, which was like, you know, on like on Twitter or whatever. So I want to get to that. And I, man, I can't wait to, I can't wait to get to right. what happens there. Cause it, this first issue was so bombastic and explosive. I can't yeah. imagine what will get to people to be talking about on Twitter in issue three. But yeah, that was Suicide Squad number one by Tom Taylor. I didn't get the artist's name, but the art was just as good as Falcon and Winter Soldier. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I liked it a lot. Uh, so it's cool. A, a different DC book other yeah, than yeah. Batman sure. that I care about. All right. What's up next? So I'll, I'll go really quick with Power Rangers. All right. Just really quick. 48? Sir, you read it too. I did. Did you like the interaction with, uh, with uh, Zach and Adam? I did. You did? Yeah, I thought it was pretty heartfelt. With Zach? Yeah. I didn't like, you didn't it. like it. No. What is it with you and Red Rangers, man? No, Zach is the black man. Zach's the black man. Oh, yeah, no. a replacement black man. You're, you're oh, you know what? I'm I was thinking Rocky. Mm. I hate Rocky. He's, he's annoying. <laughs> God damn it. He's um, like any Red Ranger. No, no. I don't, no, he loves Tommy. I mean, no, Jason. I don't like Jason. Tommy. <laughs> damn it. You know what it is? Tommy is a Red Ranger. Tommy's a Red Ranger and Turbo. Zeo. And Turbo. Zeo and Turbo. But okay, yeah. real quick. So. No, because Zach's coming off of, like, I'm not brave, I'm not... And he is. He's a good fighter, but he's like, oh, I just do jokes. I think it was more of him Okay, because there's more to him than that. No, for sure. But I think it was more of him being self-deprecating to... To, to Adam. Right. And kind of like, like you don't have to be the bravest of them all right. to be able to do this. Because like, they're memorable. You're worthy of doing this. Bro, well, Zach has the make. best weapon. That axe yeah. is so dope. That was my favorite growing up as a kid. The yeah, axe yeah. gun? The axe gun was my favorite. was my favorite yeah, growing up. It's, it's not his weapon anymore. It's Adam's weapon now. He has a mace now. Right. Mm-hmm. Passing the torch. Big ass mace. Anyway, uh, so they're stuck in space, remember, uh, from 47? Mm-hmm. When they were going to that signal, mm-hmm. and they got right there, ambushed. ambushed. So they get ambushed. Uh, Adam almost dies, of course, because he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I just all Power Rangers, but Jason. It's no, I like Kimberly. I like Kimberly. I like Billy. I like. I love Zach. Zach's the best. He doesn't like replacement Rangers. Yeah. Okay. I, I I'll go with that. See, I never mind. You know, I love. I love like. like yeah, stuff. you like the transitions. Yeah. I'm not. I, I like when we were able to move on. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's true. Um, no, uh, Kia's basically building an army to invade Earth. Uh, with the planet, with the planet's survivors, mm-hmm. Zach and I'm um, not Zach, Jason and Tommy fight their own shit together, and we get a Ranger Slayer back. We get Kimberly back. Yep. And that fucking awesome-ass Zord of hers. Yeah, it looks she, really has cool. thund- she has the, the Thunder Zords. Zords. Yeah, she has the Thunder Zords all combined into one. Well, it's not just Thunder Zords, isn't there? Like, no, and the, the tiger, the tiger Zords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the turtle. It's, it's a mesh of Zords. It's all of them. Well, it's, it's the the Thunder Zords, essentially. Yeah. That, that group of Zords from the second and third season. 
Yeah, no, it's it's a dragon sword. Right, it's but but it's but a it red is dragon sword. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And the white tiger sword. White tiger and, sword. Yeah. And the turtle and Titanus. Right. So no, no, Titanus is the the. the What's the turtle's name? No, it's the turtle. No, Titanus. You're right. I'm sorry. Titanus is the lung. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I remember the turtles like a turtle. Tor. 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 Yes, Tor. He's the helmet. So much history. Uh, anyway, they, they, they find the Omega reality, which is another reality, which Dragon is there. And this is why we're getting Ranger mm-hmm. Slayer, because she knows that he's coming. But what I think is, he's not going to be called Lord Dragon this time. I think he's going to f- be Zeo and his black form. Oh, they're, they're okay. not, he's not going to come back white and green. I oh, think no, because uh, before no. we left off, he was black and gold. His final form right. was black and gold. Yeah. Right. But no, but. He has to be well. Black and gold is his black ranger form, right? You know, he has to be mixed with his red zeal form. Okay, I get what you mean. Right, because oh, yeah, that's what the next part. Are, right, the next part because yeah. he, 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 he was four rangers. Right, he was depleted at the end of of right. Shattered I believe the, the 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 master morpher with the green and white are is destroyed. You can't get that. Oh, back. Okay, you start all over. And again. plus, white Tommy's white now. Right, so they want to differentiate. I was a little confused now because now yeah. thinking back to Shattered Grid. That world that he manifested, right? They left them there. Right. So you're saying that is called Omega World, which well, is, no, 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 is the portal to get there. That master, uh, master Omega World's different. What was his name? Uh, Morphin Master. They use these portals to go to other realities. Okay. So Kia and Bane, Bane, Bane found Bane. <laughs> and Bane. Bane. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Big ass Bane. Uh, they found the Omega Portal to go to other dimensions. Tommy's there. Hence that that cover that you put up for I think that's fifty or fifty one. No, forty nine or fifty. Because fifty it ends. Okay. It ends unnecessary. Oh, so it had to be forty nine then. No. Dan, Dan no, this was, this was, no, this oh, was forty eight. This was forty eight. No, it was uh uh Simone uh right. the the meal. That's basically he's getting right. off. That's basically it. The grave zord, because it's all the dead Zords, correct the thunder, the thunder zords. Well, it doesn't make sense because they use the thunder zords now in this reality. No, but I think it's just it's, honestly, I think it's more than thunder zords. I gotta look back to when Darren Mora uh, made it, it originally. No, it, those are the thunder zords, they're, they're not the dino morphin, uh, mighty morphin zords. Those are those are destroyed, those are not useful anymore. Yeah, so it really does feel like it's one of those like everything that's happened before, yeah, is coming to like yeah, yeah. Yeah, a culmination 100%. Right, so including that shadow. I mean, if Tommy comes back this way, I'm fine with it. If we get back, Dragon, no. You don't want Dragon back? No, not in white and green because it was destroyed. His morph was. Well, yeah, that that reality form. Right. Right. Oh, that's cool. What I'm just confused is he he was left behind in the world that he manifested with the morphing powers. Right. So is that world still there? No, because is he still in that world he created during Beyond the Grid? Supposedly that erased. Right. Okay. And, so, and everybody's memories erased. Right. Maybe so he's, he's in his original world. No, if he's in a world that gets erased, he's dead. He, he should be dead. Time travel, things change. Blah, but blah, this blah. is why I think this is another version of Tommy being a bad guy, but mm. just in different colors. Which, oh, no, exactly. No, no, no. I don't want that. I, 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 I don't know. I'm speculating. I think I no, I believe that. he'll still be called Dragon, but I don't believe he'll be White he won't and Green. Be the Dragon we have. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, if it's not White and Green, but nah, it's the same person, the same timeline. No, nah, because then there's not the same resentment towards these this group group of the Mighty Morphin Pirates. Meddling kids, kids. No, right? It, it would be the Jason. Jason remembers. So, but it has to be the same Tommy from yeah, that's Dragon right. to resent them because they're the ones who screwed him. 
So it'll be like Thanos meets Scarlet Witch. He's like, I don't even know who you are. Right, I don't. You're want mad. That. You're mad at me. You don't but I don't know that. who you are. Right, I don't want that. Look, remember, I don't want this guy back anyway. But he's kind of. <laughs> I think he was a great villain. No, mm-hmm. I, he is, but I don't want him back because it won't make none of this makes sense. He needs to create another villain because that's the way Power Rangers has always been. One villain creates the next villain All in a right. sequence, or creates the I, need for the correct. Rangers to change correct. or to have new Rangers. With Dracon, we did get like some Ranger Slayer. We had some Solar Ranger stuff going on. But we really didn't get a huge, big bad coming afterwards. No. So he needs Maybe to create the well, next no. villain. Well, we got Zed. But Zed's not here. No, Zed's, uh, Zed's Zed. Zed. He's, yeah, he's big, like, but he's not that big. I think it'd be cool if, let's say, Lord, Zach, Lord Dracon in that world before it was erased. Let's say he made like a deal with the Morphin Grid, like emissaries. Okay. Or the Morphin Master. Or something. But why would he make a deal with them? They were they would be against him. They right. Were, yeah, maybe there was something. Right. Maybe there was Ooh. something. Ooh, maybe there's one, kind of like in the, the Green Lanterns, the Guardians, there's one who defected and went to this evil Tommy's side. Could be. Yeah, because there's other color emissaries. There's a red, there's a yellow, there's a pink, there's a blue. Right. So there's why couldn't there be a... Uh, uh, a white, oh, yeah. Green I, I'm thinking like Blackest yes. Night with the Guardians of Oa, like with Green Lantern yeah. lore. Yeah, there was always that one Guardian of Oa that always splinters off from mm-hmm. the rest and creates the villain or sides with the villain or whatever. Okay. The one that joins the natural, the one that joined uh, Necron with uh, with the Black Lanterns. There's always one. There's always yeah. a guy in leadership. There's always one bad apple. That's what I'm thinking. Like maybe someone side Green Emissary goes inside the Dracon. Yeah. Um. Something. I believe Ranger Slayer will be. The Omega Pink. I can see it. Yeah. She's that, that'd be a good Omega use for her. Pink. Yeah. Because we her. need to replace Blue. Well, he'll find somebody well, for Blue. Because Kia's went rogue. Maybe they, they bring her back into the fold. Kia? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Power is all about redemption. I get you, but <laughs> after she did. And she's about to invade Earth with an army. Yeah. So. Ooh, what did they need, Dracon? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, oh the lesser heaven. of two evils. God, no. The lesser of two evils. Yeah. Necessary evil. Well, no. That's why the Omega Rangers were <laughs> formed. Yeah, but they're not enough. They're, they're cut down to two Rangers Three. now. Three Rangers now, I mean. Yeah. No, and I, even if they get Ranger Slayer, I, okay, I, so they're never going to Again, I'm thinking like comics. I'm thinking like Thanos Imperative. They yeah. relied the Avengers right, right. sided with Thanos to fight back the Cancer right. Yeah. Ooh, right. it, it's, I mean, let, let's be honest. Boom Studios are taking a lot of famous comic stories remixed yeah. by Power Rangers. No, 100%. Yeah. So True. any of these options are possible. So you think Ranger Slayer is going to be the pink Ranger? I mean... It would what, fit. It would fit. It she would she fit says it in the book, she's like, if you're looking for a pink... Where has she been this whole time? It's been like 20 issues that we've seen her. It's not said. She was just in space. Yeah, floating around in her, in her resort. Yeah. The Grave Sword. I do like the name of it. No, didn't Zach ask her, well, why are you by yourself? She, she's like, yeah, I like it. She's like, I like being by myself. He's like, why are you traveling yeah, by yourself? Yeah, yeah. By yourself? Yeah. So, so building off of what he said, the meeting Drew Lord Dracon to fight an army, and then you calling it necessary evil. Yeah. Would it be interesting if if right. Lord Dracon is the necessary evil? Is it? But would it be interesting if Lord Dracon had to be one of the Omega Rangers? Uh, Ooh, oh, oh, no, that's oh, terrible. I hate that. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, no, no. So I get you. The white I get Omega you. Power. Imagine working oh, with Jason, and Jason remembers. Oh, and then Jason's gonna hate him. And Ranger Slayer would remember too, wouldn't she? Because she's from his she world. Remember, from his yes, world. she remembers. So they're both gonna resent. Oh, I mean, God. hey, it'd make for a good story. It would. I can't wait for the upcoming Pink Ranger Slayer uh, oh, yeah. uh, one shot. Yeah, I can't wait for that. 
Oh, I wanted man. her to be the bad. You know, her mm. coming back for revenge, but no, she's good. They, they kind of painted it that way to give you the, the flip here. She could be an Omega. I'm good with that. But him, no. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just extrapolating from the fact that you've got three Omega Rangers yeah. that were the original team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or the original team. So obviously the other three are not going to be the original no, unless yeah, but it would be make sense that oh, Ranger Slayer, an alternate version, yeah. would be the pink, well, like Omega right. Ranger. It, it is so Kim who, and Dragon so be, who would be, fill out the rest of the team that, that would be the original yeah. team? So I was thinking, that's right. Dragon well, is Tommy. Well, well, yeah. I like it. No. Tommy was never original. <laughs> he was just the sixth man, like in a team. Yeah. No, but what man. I'm saying is, if you've got, if you're, if you, okay, so you've built your Omega Rangers, okay. and you've, by only making three of them Omega Rangers, you've already said the other three are not going to be Omega Rangers. Right. Technically, okay. they made four. Okay, the blue she, one was she, yeah, but she's right. effective. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, but so you've already said that you're not going to make the other ones the Raider. And then if you bring in this Kimberly from an alternate world, right. and you're saying, okay, she's now she might become the pink Omega Ranger. Okay. So you're saying, okay, we're going to pull the rest of the team, but from other places. You know them, but you don't know them. Right. So. Wouldn't it kind of make sense in a way that if that if they pull in Lord Dracon, they need him for whatever reason, they could make him even if it's just temporary, like right. we have to give him this power, right. and they give him the Omega, the either the white or green. They give him a power. temporary green Omega power, kind yeah. of like when he but first then, became the Green Ranger. Yeah, and then oh, and then um, that would be an interesting story that yeah, reflects sure. the original story of him. Well, it looks like what where, they're doing. Yeah. So you would do that, and then you would just have to find what one or two more rangers to, to fill out the potentially a blue and. Uh, but the, 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 the other blue one could just come back because she says she's defective right now, which means she's not out of the mission. So you would just need yeah, to she, she, them. she still has the power though. Yeah, she, she still has uh, whatever her. More but the story is called necessary evil, meaning that you're going to have to deal with stuff that you don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when they were made, Morph Master only tended to be four rangers at all. That's oh, why, okay. That's why they're so I'm, I'm going off I of the think, I, I think I remember that because yeah. it was only four. They always say that, but there's always that one or two extra morpher in the bag that you know. Hey, look, we we didn't need this, right? Because but, you know, when, if we needed, when Jason, we got it. When Jason sort of chose Trini and Zach, he said, "Okay, you have one more morpher left." And then it, that's when they went to go find, and they saved her, and then they made her the blue ring. Yeah, but then you know, this is their evil. Okay, so we have to make more morphers. Okay. <laughs> He's the morphing master. He is no. He makes what he needs when he needs right? well, There's so a lot of options for this to go. That is Power Rangers for you. So we got um, the last book. Which the big book. The Giant Size X-Men. Oh, right. Uh, oh, number yeah. one. Jean Grey and Emma Frost. That is not the last book. That's not the last book? Hell oh. no. We still have X-Men 7. Oh, oh, yeah, X-Men 7. oh shit. Right. I forgot about X-Men 7. Are All right. Because um, I did have I did have thoughts on X-Men. Where, where, where do you want to go? Well, let's go Giant and X-Men. Giant is easy. Yeah. Because there's no words. Yeah. There's literally one panel of, of dialogue on the. So yeah, so it's uh, it's beautiful Darwin art. Yeah, yes, it's it is. Fucking it's fucking amazing, amazing, amazing Russell Darwin art. Uh, Jonathan Hickman. Right. Who even yeah. wrote it? Hickman. It was yeah, it was Hickman. Yeah, yeah. He described um, the scenes for Darwin mm-hmm. to. to <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Do this. Um, yeah. So essentially, they go into Storm's head. Because she's found on the after battling the children of the yes. vault. Yeah, yeah, and so. They're trying to figure out what's wrong with her, and the art is just gorgeous. I love the scene where they find the tree. Oh, no, yeah. before the tree, where they oh. have the, the, the male lion and the female lion, the yeah. yin yang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like she has to spell out friend <laughs> in the smoke. Mm-hmm. And then it, he she uses her, uh, Jean uses her, luckily, to remind her of all the good times. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next thing is it's, it's Frost, and she's like, I don't know. So she does, she does like a shrug, and she's like, 
we fought, yeah. and then they attack. They turn yeah. into a snake and attacks her. Mm-hmm. Bro, I fucking love their suits. Yeah, it looks really the good. The jean gray yeah. suit of like the the the, the, the actual, Jim Lee mm-hmm. yeah. design. Yeah, and then Emma with this really cool looking like tuxedo dress. Well, yeah, like, kind of. Down to like these like half gloves. Yeah, I'm like, I've never like, seen pads. that. Right, kind of, shoulder yeah. pads mm-hmm. and her hair short. I'm yeah. like. We've never seen it look like that. I like that. the look, though. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I like the look. It was really, really cool. I like cool. the look a lot. Um, yeah, so, I mean, they eventually discovered that she has um, mm-hmm. some type of illness or something. They infected her with... Um, and the children of the vault infected her with a techno-organic yes, um, yes. virus. Oh, uh, she has 30 days. Mm-hmm. And so they figured... And that's which, basically the story. They figured they that don't out. they figure out until she touches... Well, they find the flower... That's covered in um, right. the, egg. Uh, the egg, rather. Excuse me. That's covered in all this technology, all this uh, tech. And then once, once they 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 pull on there's a flower in the center of it. They pull on the flower, and all the wires start coming out of the egg. Mm-hmm. And when they finally storm emerges from it, but when they touch her face, the skin peels off. Yeah. And it's revealed that it's she's robotic underneath. Yeah. 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 So then that's how they figured it out. So it they was over a, t- a timer. That's how they know it's the mm-hmm. it was. Days. It was lovely. I love it. Such a great book. It's such <laughs> like, a beautiful I those, book. I love mm-hmm. those wordless moments of Cyclops and Wolverine. When they're, just, they're just next yeah. to each other, sitting yeah. on the floor, looking at each other, shrug. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it, was, uh, it was great, man. I, I loved it. They should do more of those. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you, you just want to have a little side story like that? Yeah. Oh, by all means. And it sucks because, like, I, I kind of feel like if it wasn't for that through line in X-Force, yeah. I would have felt that that... Colossus Domino felt like a giant size. Yeah. Full of X Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so, yeah, so that giant size X Men, that was great. Um, I did want to mention. Uh, is that going to continue or is that just a one off? I think they are, but there'll be different stories for different characters. So, like, of the Gene and uh, Emma is a one off. That's not one of the Hickman. And now you're saying that's such a weird ending. Yeah, that was like, okay, gonna, I think they, they'll continue it in X Men, I'm assuming. Because remember, they've already talked about them yeah. battling the Children of the Vault. In an earlier issue, right? And so it's just going to be because that's what mm-hmm. he's been doing through his expert books. Is he's been one issue we're dealing with this, the next issue we're dealing with this. He's kind of the story. Yeah, he's kind of going through. It's like you got to if you want to read this storyline, you got to read issue six, nine, right, fourteen. Thank you. you know, to me, it felt like instead of that being a bunch of exposition in an X Men book, we'll give you give it its own story, and then we'll okay, complete it's it. Become and, an art yeah, showcase for. for so, sure. so you're thinking that it's going to go back to X Men? I think, it, yeah, for sure. I think they'll the finish the story there, and so with the giant size. They're going to continue but side stories like basically that. Hickman had so much story mm-hmm. that he, had, he couldn't fit it all into one book that he's right. writing. So they had basically give him a bunch of different things to do. You have a whole world here. As <laughs> many books as you want. For real, that's exactly, do what you need yeah. to. Exactly. That's why he's credited as head of X. Yeah. But and then he's X. And then that coupled with the rumor that they're getting ready to gear up to have another X Men versus Avengers come up. So. Right. The, sword of X. Yeah. 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 Or sword. Ten of Swords. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Ten of Swords. Yeah. But I think they said you can say it both ways. Okay. So it's like, because it's like the, the X of Swords is like the Swords class. I just love the art how everyone has a sword. <laughs> yes. And the sword reflects their powers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down for that. The one that got me, I was like, why does Cyclops look like it's literally like an optic blast? <laughs> like in a sword. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? He's, he literally looks like he's holding a lightsaber. <laughs> kind of like um, Psylocke's sword. She got that, uh, yeah, yeah, her sword. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I dug it though. Um, so I just quickly I wanted to mention, um, White Knight, Curse of the White Knight, Batman, oh, Curse right. of the White Knight, yeah, seven. yeah, that's right, seven. Seven. so the penultimate issue. Um, I won't go into too much spoilers. 
uh, but it's, it was great. <laughs> the art's amazing. The writing's great. And um, basically, Batman does a big reveal to everyone and one last kind of hurrah for, uh, for him. Um, and then they kind of leave it off on that cliffhanger. Uh, the really cool moment that I loved is um, Sean Gordon Murphy is a really big car fan. And he, they, with um, Asriel taking control and destroying all of his, he's destroyed the uh, Wayne Manor in oh, the cave. Shit. So all of his, all of his Batmobiles are gone, except for one that he had left at a GCPD, which is the 1989 Batmobile. Damn. So that was That's amazing. So, dope. <laughs> uh, so that was great. That was probably my favorite scene in that, uh, in that issue. So yeah, issue eight of the last Murphy one. said that they're going to continue the Murphy verse. Yeah, they're going to, they basically, DC's come to him and said, we want to do a Murphy. Yeah, so now I'm gonna do all in for it. And then it'll be different artists and different writers, too. He'll just be, yeah. like, Hickman is the head of X. Right. Murphy will be the head of Murphyverse. So. Murphyverse. So I'm excited it's so for funny. It. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for so that. They've done the Freeze one-off, yep. the Batgirl one-off, mm-hmm. and then now, to get George's side, they're going to do a Nightwing one. Yeah. Oh! Mm-hmm. Well, so. that Murphy, that, that Sean Murphy's art is so sick. So good, man. All pencils. So it, lo- it really looks like all pencils. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's such know. minimalistic with the art, with the <laughs> mm-hmm. colors. I mean, mm-hmm. so yeah, so I'm super excited about that. Uh, give me more Sean Glenn Murphy. <laughs> I'll take it. Well, yeah, oh, that's now to the right? uh, now to the big book. Yeah, it's crazy how a good artist mm-hmm. will make you want to read a book. Yeah, he, I've read books that you know the artist is just amazing. He's killing it, but the dialogue is like, eh, and I'll be like, I'll continue this until the artist. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> with this, you get the best of both worlds. Yeah, with him being artist and writer. That's crazy. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. So write and draw. And I guess he inks as well. Well, no, it's... Um, oh, he has someone helping him. Uh, yeah, I think it's... Uh, what's his name? Matt. Uh, he does the colors for Donovan, too. Matt. Fuck. What the hell is his name? At least he's having some help. Matt something. But, yeah, but he gets... He does the colors for it. But, um, so he does the pencils and the inks, and then... Uh, Hollingsworth. Matt Hollingsworth does the colors. Mm-hmm. All right, and then uh, slide in. Big book? Yeah, finally, X Men. Mm-hmm. Okay, so X Men number eight. Seven. Seven, seven. I'm sorry. Seven. seven. Um, which deals with basically the redemption of uh, non or mutants that are not mutants anymore but want to become mutants again. Right, right. And then also the gay love triangle between Cyclops and Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gay, it's Bicerous. No, no, I'm sorry. You're right, you're right. I shouldn't have said that. Okay, so I, let, me, let me get a clarification on that. So they're fucking? That's the impression well, that you so get from, from in, issue in one. In the Wolverine book and in issue yeah. one and then also in the room yeah. set up with the summer house. Yes, I remember the room. Yeah, it, it's basically implied that she right, the, the, like the door that goes and then the, and the doors from Team yeah. Two only go in the side uh, closet and Wolverine's room. But it, it's also implied, well, at least I read it this way, maybe I'm reading too far into it. It's also implied in this book that Wolverine and Cyclops are Banging too. <laughs> well, they seem buddy buddy. Well, well, no. just the, I, yeah, I mean, there's the friendlier. Scene, well, no, there's the scene. They're they're talking about going on vacation, right? Yeah. And then it's like you know, Wolverine says, Wolverine says, you know, Gene and the speed, or Gene and the bikini, and then well, Scott says, oh, oh yes, yeah, Scott yes. the speedo, yes. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. I took I a Wolverine's that. comment of like, oh, uh, who would have want. Uh, uh, to see that, like I took that as like a joke. That's how I took it. Scott but when I can but, see that, <laughs> but I took pieced it together still. Of, like he probably still sees him like that yeah. when they're both banging Gene. 
Yeah, fair enough. That's no, how I think. Are we taking? Are we taking that they're both bangers, or that she's just picking one per night? She could bang one one night, bang well, the other one. Those are two different styles. I think it's sandwich. Nah, I think it's one one night. Do you think they're all in a relationship, or is she in a relationship with Scott and in a relationship with Logan? Well, technically, the way the because I've had friends in this type of situations, the way they see it is they're all in a relationship because even if. They're not together in the same bedroom at the same time. Right. They're still trying to take care of and make happy the same person. And if they're mm-hmm. not happy, they can't make her happy if she's unhappy. So it's all about keeping each other happy. Okay. Yeah. Are we sure she doesn't have the Phoenix Force in her? That she needs <laughs> force <that> she <laughs> already has force. She does, though. But then later in, in the X-Men 7 book, you, you get hints of him and Emma are still a thing, too. And I'm like... Wait, when the hell does he have time for that? Kokoro's a I mean, sex party. It's it's. <laughs> they are full on polyamory. This is a play. Yeah, yeah. No, you... yeah, and I remember when Kurt said it. When yeah. my brother is like, make more mutants. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you know you have these issues where where Jean and Emma are together, and they seem kind of like sisterish. So it's like yeah. some huh. moments, some moments. Yeah, they still bicker. Sisters they're, bicker too. There's yeah. there's moments yeah. of tension between the two. Yeah. yeah, I just I read the whole thing where where I get now where you're saying that you're trying to be sarcastic. When I read it, I was passing out, but I thought it was funny that he's like, you know, it's just like, well, you know, she said, you know, Gene in a bikini, and he's like, you're Scott the Speedo. <laughs> about it. Um, but back to the main point of the book. Yeah, the actual point of the book yeah, yeah. is you get this chick, this, uh, um, uh, my God, I forgot the, the gun three. Gun yeah. Three. And Melody, like, Melody gun three. Uh-huh, and it's like it's a, a slew of sibling, uh, siblings, right? They're yeah. all mutants except her. She's depowered mm-hmm. from uh, the House of X. Yes. Uh, in the event that's called Decimation, right? Right. I think, yeah. No right, because Scarlet Right, the no is, but that event, at least in comic lore, is dubbed the Decimation. Right, that was after she did that. That was how, right. after House of X. Right, it was yeah. the ending. So is, yeah. she the, is she a pretender because she's not a mutant, or is she a pretender because she did No More Mutants? I think it's both. Yeah. Huh. I think it's both. And every time they talk about her or show her, yeah. she's in all red and there's always fire. I think in this version of mutantdom, in yeah. the sovereign nation order, they literally view her as the devil. Mm. That's their devil. Who could take away your mutant powers. Yeah. Right. Right. She could at any other moment, too. Yeah. So it's like a an, like an, an actual fear amongst them. And I like yeah. where, where, of all people, Exodus is telling yeah. the story to the kids. Yeah. And the kids are, like, covering their ears, their yeah. eyes. They're, like, yelling, like, no, 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 pretender. Don't say her name. Yeah. I'm, like, holy shit. This is, like, boogeyman. Is <laughs> well, the way he's yeah. explaining it is, like, yeah. boogeyman. I mean, think about it. When you develop your identity based on your powers, mm-hmm. yeah. and you have someone who can take that away and has done it to so many humans and caused right. so many deaths, mm-hmm. that's the devil. Yeah. So, they keep talking about this this ritual in here called the crucible, uh-huh. mm-hmm. which is they which is essentially they have to fight for the right to become a mutant. Again. Yeah, which that I was reading so that they, yeah using the resurrection protocol. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. They basically they can't just be killed. They can't just kill themselves. Yeah. they have to fight to the death. to the death and not give up to become, to be resurrected as a mutant yeah. again, which I get the impression that this is all apocalypse. I mean, it just sounds something it's like so apocalypse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way. Like, if we're, if we're, we're just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And you look at the ring, too, it screams apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. These but stone just, cards. I mean, you talk about reading a book that with, in, with, a, with a section of horror. <laughs> so, I mean, all that shit, all the goading, all the, the fucking taunting from apocalypse in this book. 
was just like, oh my God. But that's man. not all of the book is. That's what I liked about Hickman's juxtaposition with that is it's Scott and Nightcrawler just having a, con- a conversation about the morals of this ritual. But that's what I'm saying. It's, the it's fact that so you, awesome. Yeah, it's, I'm not saying it's bad. I just, my whole thing, like I focus more on the whole crucible itself. Right. But you have them in the background talking about, are we okay with this? Right. What are we going to do about this? How, is yeah. there anything we can do about this? But I mean, and it just makes the scenes more horrific. You know, her. You know, basically, Apocalypse Teller was like, you know, you can give up right now, but you I won't be that. a mutant. Well, I love that. It, I love that, that that like little stigma on like, if you give up now, we have healers ready. We'll stop the pain, but you won't be immune. You will stay human, and we won't accept you again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. His verbal attack was worse. Well, than yeah, his opening monologue when he talks to her. And he's like, give me your name. She's like, Arrow. And he's like, no, no, no. That's a mutant name. What's your human name? Yeah. You're not like us. I was like, I, I was and reading she, that. I felt angry. And, Bro, and he's like, you've brought shame to your name. mutant house. But see, that's, like, Dude, that's what gets me. It's, it's not like she chose it. This happened to her. This was not her yeah, fault. Yeah, it was taken away. And it was taken away. So to, be, to basically accuse her of being a human right. because she wanted basically because she wanted it, it's like, that's so... And I hate to say the word, but unfair. Yeah, of course it's unfair. Yeah, but, but it's like, but it's, you don't want to use that term. But it's like, how? where in your twisted it. mind? And of course, it's apocalypse. So exactly. I guess that answers the question exactly. right yeah, now. Yeah, 100%. But it's yeah. just the, the fact that you, that everybody else is putting up with this. Look, these people are, are, are victims. They're not, mm-hmm. yeah. they're not martyrs. They're victims. And you're basically treating them like they chose this and they were right. living this life. You know, what were they supposed to do? This happened to them. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, that's where I, my biggest, like... Wow, and then the fact that I actually, you know, that emotion came out of me while reading this right. book, you know, I'm pretty sure what they were trying to get out. Of it. I, I'm just saying the fact that it did, yeah, it actually yeah. achieved that thing. I loved everything with Nightcrawler because he's yes, actually posing yes. questions. Yes, because he's, 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 yes. he's yeah. even bringing up questions about the resurrection right. itself. He goes, "Am I the same one as before? Yeah. Is did my soul find this vessel?" Or did it move on and I'm a copy? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not going to know until I meet my maker. But with this protocol means I you never, never will. Do I want to? Well, he's, so a, he's also doing this deep as shit. He's also proposing, he's like, now that we're all basically immortal, is it was our job before to lead a life to get to heaven. But now that we're all mortal, does that mean that it's our job now is to create heaven on earth? Well, I, love it, super deep. I love it. I love it. It makes sense. And I like how it basically in the end, in the facing the crucible itself, he goes, I'm going to have to or want to start a mutant religion because the, these are way too many questions. Yeah. And he's talking to Scott. And Scott's like, I came to you for answers. Right. And he goes, I'm right. sorry, but I don't have any. Right. And But I love when he right. meets him. He meets him at that mountaintop where he's staring at that structure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, there are no doors. People have clawed at it. He goes, Wolverine. He goes, of course, there's Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, People can't find a doorway. They can't go inside it. And he goes, you have. He goes, I've been inside it. And he goes, if I could close my eyes and dream of a dream house for myself, it'd be that place. And he goes, that's if Krakoa built me that place. Yeah. Knowing that I'm the only one that could teleport in there. Mm. That's scary. And that's a ballsy teleport. Exactly. He was scared. Thank you, Joe. Because he he goes to Zach, uh, to Scott, uh, and he's like, "If doesn't that raise the hairs on your arms? Mm. He was scared. It, it is his perfection house, but he's like, how the fuck? Right. Do you know? The sentient island that has literally mm-hmm. provided everything for them. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to question, at what cost? And and how? And why? 
So a lot of deep questions. And I've been missing Nightcrawler in all these Xboxes. Yeah, man. And I'm glad we finally got him back in such a profound way as this philosopher slash religious figure yep. posing these questions that we've had since the beginning. Dude, these existential questions to literally immortal beings is amazing. Yeah. I just picture my hand and I crawl the puppy into sh- the, the bedroom while this foursome's happening. Oh, God. <laughs> my mistake. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I thought we were going to become like, what's wrong, room? Yeah, it is. I crawl. You can leave. <laughs> just one more second. And I'm <laughs> He's like both of them. <laughs> I'm just I'm making witches. I I'm making sure the law make more mutants. Kill no humans. There's no humans in here. Good. Bye. <laughs> but yeah, the, that crucible, especially as he's bro. I love how like Apocalypse is not even using the sword much. Mm. He's just bashing her in because yeah. she's so tiny. She yeah, literally yeah, looks yeah. like she's like a twenty-year-old. Yeah. Barely 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Easy. But his words were, were way worse than that. So. Fuck, bro. Like, so that totally. final swing, though, accept this gift. Yeah. And yeah, the yeah. next scene, it's just her waking up. Oh, yeah. Well, but her siblings watching yeah. in yeah, fear yeah. for her, man. In fear and anger. Because right? to them, like, they're watching yeah. their sister die. Well, they're, but, but they're, also, they're watching their sister die, but they're also watching their sister be berated for something she had nothing to do with. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like going to the electric chair for something you didn't do right. and everybody knowing it yeah. but right. at the same time then and then pulling the switch you. yeah and, and, and then still pulling the switch with your family watching going we know he didn't do it but we gotta fry somebody yeah. but you're a piece of shit it's like what the fuck it's great and I like I really love that moment when she thanks him and he goes I didn't do anything child you deserve this mm. yeah and that's still like, thanks <laughs> thanks for the berating and I like how that ending like that's where yeah. I was like I, I think I need to start a religion Although I yeah. still think I feel I, I don't know why, but I still think it's weird that when you're reborn, you have to be presented to the group naked. <laughs> it's like, can you give me a shawl or something? It's to bask in all your, you know, mutant glory. I, I'm sure it has a meaning. It's just to me, it's like, oh yeah. Man. I like, guess every time you see someone presented, it's to reborn like, as, you, as you were originally. I, you know. Yeah. All I know is that if it were me, I'd be like, do I want to be? <laughs> but, but we, you we don't have a choice. We're missing something too, where, where there's wills. These people, these oh, have the wills, wills dude, right. yeah. the wills and, blew my fucking and mind. And how you want to come back, but can Cerebro do that? Well, they're talking about the how you some people. No, they're talking about how they want to come back, but they want to come back as their best self. Uh-huh. And right. Some people feel that their best self is them in Magneto's body. Right. Yeah. But they they, they run out of like, oh, I want to be like this, but yeah. how do you know how Cerebral is going to be? Well, then they start Cerebral takes your mind, but the body is done by the five. And then they right. then he, then he they plant the idea of the Chimera. Right. That Sinister right. is going to start experimenting with sooner or later, if he hasn't already, of yeah. combining he has powers his, yeah, to get he, those special powers. Already. Yeah, he's already started. Yeah, he, that he man's already on like two powers together, three yeah, powers. He, Dude, but that existential crisis uh, uh, question of coming back and as someone else's body like because i i know the resurrection protocol said that like you can't bring the host of one mutant and the mind of another Mm-mm. but if you could start designing a body mm. let's say similar looking because yeah. like that's weird yeah. that's gonna see, be these strange. are all this is all well, you're starting to see the pieces come together because these are all the foundations very very early on of everything we saw in powers of Action. oh yes, yes. Right, right, right you know right. you're starting to see these 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 puddles come together and form lakes you know mm-hmm. And, and it's weird because those are past selves, past lives. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's weird. It's weird them getting this reset and almost going down the exact same path mm-hmm. because it's inevitable. 
Yeah, which is basically the point of those stories. It's, it's like always going to happen. Fire. It's like AI. It's it's inevitable. It's not it's not it's not if but when. Exactly. Yeah. And I thought that was the best for House of X: Powers of Ten. The best way to say it. it's not if but when. When. Yeah. I love the X Men number seven. Hickman fucking knocked yeah, it out man. of the park, man. The guy's his own version of a god. He's written X Men. <laughs> he knows X Men. He's done it. He's taken I mean, it to another the, level, man. Yeah. I know people now. I know people now reading House of X and Powers of Ten, yeah. and they're asking me questions. And I'm like, finish. Because yeah. I'm sorry, there's some uh, yeah. answers that I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Like I, don't, I can't even give you. Yeah. I just yeah. found. I just. I. I'm amazed at the guy who could take all that history <laughs> yeah. that never made any sense Bad together, history. and then ba- and all of it, and then not throw it away. Making it all make sense. Well, all, yeah, not throw it away. <laughs> just rephrase it, recontext it. Yeah. By essentially just changing one mute, one person into a mutant and giving her a power. The most radical power. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's all he really, if you think about it, that's all he really did to make all that history make sense. Yeah. On top of that, is just that's just the foundation. What he's done is he's pro- he's propelled them. They're like, it's their own universe. So now they have their own set of questions. Mm-hmm. They're, they're questioning immortality, yeah. not mortality. Yeah, but... Immortality has existed within the X Men before. Yeah, for sure. What I'm saying is that you have a guy who came on to a book that has suffered. I'm gonna say suffered for the last what 15 years. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. So it suffered for the last 15 years of just having too convoluted of a history. And everybody that stepped onto this book to go, let's try it again, has failed. Hasn't been able to. Co- you know, makes make the book readable yeah. to where you don't have to go back and understand the history. And then here comes a guy who says, I can do it. And he did. And then not only that, but he changed the past and he told you how it was going to end. Yeah. You know? And he, he said, you're still going, future. and you're still going, I want to know what's going to happen. What's yeah. going to happen? You know? He gave you the beginning, the middle, the end, all of this stuff. So that even if he, you know, starts going off and doing other things, yeah. he still gives you the roadmap of where you need to go. Right. That's and, essentially what the franchise needed. Yeah. yeah. And it's sad too because I know people who have been on X-Men for years, these past 15, 20 years, but haven't jumped back on now because they were tired of mm. what X-Men was for the longest time. And yeah. uh, Kevin, it's Andy at work. He will not jump back on X-Men. Oh, like he's trying crazy. to tell him he's been an X-Men for the longest time and he it, would buy all the books. It's like a Is bad relationship, man. It's, yes, it's, it's like a bad relationship. You should trust him. Just trust John Hickman. It's just, you know, once you've been beaten so much, you stop going back to that ex-girlfriend. Right. It's like a bad relationship. It's like, I don't care how much she's changed. We got got ex versus inhumans. And that was, that was all kinds of bad. Exactly. So it's hard to get people like that back on the train. That was probably the last blow for him. Actually, Andy did tell me he started reading the House of Ten, uh, I mean, Power of Ten House of X books. But he hasn't gotten through them yet. I was going to say, all you got to do is hand that to that. That hardcover? Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck what else you do. Read this. Read this. And, and then it's like, I don't give a fuck if you don't like it, whatever. Just read it and come back. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think. And I offered him our catalog and everything. I was like, we got it all. If you you want to start, we got yeah. the catalog. Oh, so many earth-shattering moments, man. The ending of the house. <laughs> the ending of the of the Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Life. That's crazy. Thus ends the sixth life of Moira McFadden. Fucking crazy, man. Fucking oh, Hickman, man. Man, yeah. those are our comic books. Let's finally move on to a bunch of other shit that okay. we've not been able to get to. Yeah, we haven't been able to get to this week. So we got so some news time. this week. The big, well, we've got a lot of news this week, but rapid fire. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we can do any of that rapid fire. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, 
So I don't mind the Star Wars stuff, but you know the Masters of the Universe stuff is all you guys. But he's not even he's not even in the room, so I'll wait for that. So let's talk. Uh, well, Bob Iger stepping down from Disney. So you have well, and like immediately, yeah, like not even like oh, it's gonna be in he two stays, months. He's gonna stay he's on for chairman. The, he's chairman for twenty twenty one to yeah to to ease the transition. But yeah, Bob he's, Chapek, he's staying on as creative. Yeah, but Bob Chapek has stepped up as now CEO as well. Disney. And it's been in the works. And only now, I've only gotten a better uh, kind of handle on because apparently like people who love like the parks whatever don't like the guy. Yeah, they can't stand Cause, yeah. yeah, they can't stand him because of like creative decisions yeah. that he's made with the parks. Yeah, but it's hard to please people when it comes For to sure. the parks. True. Sure. You know, if you think if you really think about it, I mean like I've been advocating for years, for the Country Bear Jamboree to go away, please. <laughs> and every time, if you could, you could be within two, you could be within a hundred miles of the park and say the jump, jump. I'm surprised nobody's jumped through this window. You know, this is, you can say the Country Bear Jamboree needs to go away. And somebody will pop out of the woods and go, "You're fucking crazy. That's part of the history. You cannot do that." Oh my god. So I mean, I remember going part on that a whole tour. section. Yeah, the the I remember going on a tour. I did the the Keys to the Kingdom tour, and they talk about that where you know, like Disneyland does the overlays. You know, like if the Haunted Mansion gets the, the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay yeah. and stuff like that. And then people asking questions like, why don't they bring that here to Magic Kingdom? Why don't they do this and do that? And people say, you know, it's like, oh, but, you know, people spend thousands of dollars to come from all over the world yeah. to go to Magic Kingdom because it's bigger over Disneyland. So they don't want it to come. And the one thing they want to see is not the way it should be. Yeah. And we can't that bullshit because they do it anyway. Yeah. You sure. know, because they've done the Jungle Cruise overlay mm-hmm. for the last two years. So that that that, right. that, 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 that doesn't hold water. For and them. doesn't Magic Kingdom do the Mickey not too scary? Yeah, right. So they do, so do change that. The, the one, so yeah. yeah, but beyond that, it's like he, the guy did talk about how they've been trying to advocate for getting rid of the Jamboree, mm-hmm. and every time they bring it up, there's a huge yeah. mountain of people that come out of nowhere and go, "You can't do yeah. that." It's I've been just, doing it since I was a kid. Yeah, oh my yeah. god. It's like yeah, you know what? There are tons of things I've been doing since I was a kid <laughs> that ain't there no more. Deal with it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I just found crazy because of the timing of Bob Iger stepping down. Well, no. So after what Disney happened, he was planning on um, stepping down. Yeah, it's been years. To, it's been years. Right. He was planning on stepping down prior to the Fox deal. But then that came about, and he decided to usher it through. Mm-hmm. And so he stayed for that. Otherwise, he was going to be gone in 2019, I believe. But then the Fox it presented yeah. itself. I like in his statement, he said it was after this Disney Plus launch, yeah. and he went over all the statistics whatever. He goes, this is the – Perfect time for me to step down. Oh, it's, working, it know. Yeah. it's good, you know. And there's been rumors of him wanting to run for president yeah. and shit too. So yeah, you know. yeah, Joe, we're talking about Bob Iger stepping down. It was gonna happen. That's why he was grooming uh, Chapek, Chapek for a while. So. But like I said, I, he's 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 still gonna be on as the uh, as creative. He's right. essentially gonna be the Walt Disney. Right. Um, Chapek will just handle the nuts and bolts of all the you know the financials and all. It's that. just weird, man. It's just weird too. To be entering a new era with Disney in the this era that we all essentially a bunch of bloggers and YouTubers and mm-hmm. you know movie news came about with the Bob Iger era yeah. of That's Marvel, true. Lucasfilm, uh, uh, Pixar. Pixar was that Bob Iger or yeah, yeah. No, all yeah. of them. Damn, he brought yeah, all of that positions are Iger. Yeah, because before yeah, that yeah. was Paul Motor. Mm-hmm. Paul Motor was the one like uh-huh, driving the mm-hmm. company down. No. Before, before no, Eisner. 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 Yeah, Eisner. Michael Eisner. Because I was, I was just going to say, think of it this way: Michael Eisner fucked it up, yep. and then Bob Iger fixed, fixed it. it. Mm-hmm. They said it made it a hundred times better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
they are blaming this guy Chapek for all the cheap stuff in the parks though. Yeah. Yeah, that's we were that, somewhat yeah. discussing that. Oh, but but like no no but say your piece about that. I mean I go to the parks a lot, you Justin. Yeah, I do go to the parks a well, lot, yeah. And yeah. I don't I mean I've loved everything they've done. No, no, yeah, yeah, but the cheapness of like not all the characters out at the same time, less people cleaning the bathrooms. Oh, that that's bullshit. I don't because I have yet to go into a bathroom that wasn't clean. I have. Yeah, like once or twice, dude. I'm not like every look, time. I got. Hey, I, I left the bathroom nasty once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> necessary evil. What I'm, saying, like, necessary evil. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I go to the. At I have, I have a, I have a bladder issue, so I go to the bathroom a lot. I've okay. been in a lot of the bathrooms. I have yet. And I've been going for a really? long time. I have yet to walk into a bathroom that has a problem. I've been in a bathroom that has a line out the door, and still, and there's usually when I go in, there's usually five people in there waiting to get in there and clean it up. So. Oh. They're blaming him for that stuff, but but that's that's bullshit. I mean, that's just people being nitpicky and stuff. Like you, you could you could have a problem with a lot of things that he's done with the parts, but it basically comes down to nostalgia, you know. Oh, we changed this. Oh no, no, I'm all for change. Yeah, I'm all for changing the parts. The parts need to be changed. Yeah, yeah. People get mad. Oh, you're changing this right. I mean, oh, look what they're you. doing at Epcot now. Oh, yeah, I yeah. just visited Epcot over last weekend, and I mean that fucking place is like. Yes, yeah, and then they're talking city. about. I mean, have you heard about the two-year refurbishment for uh, yeah for, uh, for um, Spaceship Earth? No, March twenty, May twenty-six. Excuse me, May twenty-six. Place shuts down for two years. So they're going to revamp the whole inside, right? Not Epcot, just Spaceship Earth. Oh no! So, yeah, no, so they're going to clean up or change the they're, they're changing the rock completely. Yeah. Okay, so nice. now it's going to focus more on instead of on um, good. It's going to focus more on communication. I used to fall asleep with that right anyway. But what they're all what they're doing is they're moving they're moving the line that used to be outside in front under the ball yeah yeah they're moving it inside the post show building nice so you're gonna go through the center and then then the line starts inside the building so they're changing the track that usually was an S you got off here you got on here and then you went through it and you got off here again they're changing it to in the round so that it just kind of comes down and goes around so that's why two years they got to change the track end let them take their time yeah. But you can't even get through the center of the park anymore because all the yeah, stuff yeah, they're doing. The yeah. yeah, it's all. Yeah, that was a little annoying when I went for the Flower and Garden Festival. Yeah. yeah. But it was cool. It was cool seeing all the RC stuff. Uh, the wife loved it, of course. So. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, finally, just, I just drank it. In. I forgot to mention to you, I finally rode the gondolas. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I thought it was great. <laughs> it was, yeah. They move quick. I was surprised yeah. how fast they moved. I got stuck on it twice. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Well, there wasn't much about Iger stepping out other than yeah, out of that. he left him in a good spot. So, we'll but see where they the go. other thing that that because it, it happened like I think the same day or the day after was the Star Wars thing, the new initiative oh, yeah. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. that they're pushing or that they announced this like I new wave. Thing, but yeah. so far, it's only comics, books, right? right? It's only I comics and novels. And novels. Yeah, comics. Yeah, I think they don't say comics, mm-hmm. novels, and like audiobooks or so. It's all like just like written work. That we know of, yeah. Of yeah. audiobooks, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, well, their novels come out in mm-hmm. in you yeah. know print or audiobook. Right. You know, I've never had a mind to search for Star Wars audiobooks. They're all over YouTube. The Thrawn one oh. is good. All over YouTube. I don't look into that. I love audiobooks, but it's That's hard because I read. <laughs> like actual canon <laughs> ones that I know. There's only like five, like four, four or five. Uh-huh. Maybe more. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. Now more. maybe we'll start pumping them out more with the yeah. 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 But then I saw the. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that video of, of when they announced the Star Wars High Republic era, which is 
right. 400 to 200 prior to A New Hope. No, to prior to um, what's Harry episode one? Phantom Menace. Like that far. So absolutely, so it's actually, no Skywalker. It's actually a new area we haven't ever seen. Right. Okay, cool. That's good. And when they're saying that the, the galaxy is filled with just Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, right. so we get new characters. So it's new. Republic. Republic. Yeah, brand new characters. No, all Republican styles. They're calling it the High Republic. This is and, the height of the Republic, right? And then, so the think tank. So it's this crazy amount of like writers, or whatever. That were they literally banged this out like in like two weeks or something mm-hmm. at uh, Skywalker Ranch, of just putting like. And I saw the the board, and it was pretty cool. What they love about Star Wars, what they love about fiction, what do they want in the future, but set, obviously set in the past. Like for the future of Star Wars or whatever, and it's all at least like Charles Soul from Marvel was oh, like one of the heads of great, whatever. Awesome, yeah, great. a lot of awesome people. Pablo Hidalgo, who's you yeah, know yeah, part of the, the yeah. story group. So a lot of a lot of interesting people and, and and very interesting voices. So it's a lot a lot of not just old white men. You got right, me like sure. Charles Soul. You got me like right, right. it was a lot of Hispanics, uh, 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 black people, mm-hmm. women. It was it was a really diverse set of people. And people say very different things. And I remember uh, it was going around on Twitter where someone zoomed in on the billboard. And uh, apparently one of the, in the list for things you want to see in Star Wars, someone wrote down dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> so it started going around of like <laughs> Jurassic Wars. <laughs> Man, I would have sold a kidney to be a fly on that wall. Bro, it, it was cool. That video was, and I sent it to you guys. Yeah. The video was cool. Um, But I don't know, what do we think of this High Republic era or whatever. I'm excited, excited for people it. People have been I mean, talking about getting that for years. I mean, like, I've been waiting. I've like, been wanting it. I people have been wanting Old Republic. They right. wanted the thousand years ago right. and then leads to the War of the Should Sith I or whatever. Height? Should I be in the protectors of the universe? I'm in. That's all I need to do. My only thing is uh, it's so short. It's only 400 to 200 years ago. You can tell a lot of stories about it. There's yeah. Time. But, but, but they said there's no Sith. So it's like, oh. But there's going to be an adversary. Right, the adversary is the new. I don't I mean, know, again, I don't know Reddit, if you saw it. There's no Sith, but one of Star Wars, it's no longer canon, but one of Star Wars' greatest adversaries was the Sith, Yu Zhang Wong. Yeah. But not canon. Not anymore, at the time. But they've been, ta- they've been taking stuff from the Legends books right. from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. remixing. Remix, 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 yeah. remix, yeah. There's nothing to say that Wong can't come back. But it's surprising if they make a new version of But since you guys don't know, the adversary of this new era will be called the Nil. Which they've described it as like it's, it's essentially uh, space Vikings. They okay. just come, fuck shit up, and then move on to the next planet. They sound a lot like the Vong. To me, that sounds a lot like, of course, thinking Star Trek, like Romulans. No, no. Or oh, fine, more like Borg Klingons. Mm, I was more like Borg. I Borg in the sense that more Borg Klingons are so just, savage, but they don't fuck anything up. They just come in and they assimilate. They assimilate, right? right. The Klingons fuck shit up. The Klingons come out. Okay, so right. So this is Star Wars the Vikings. Yes. So I think this is, yeah, so you're, you're right, Justin. It is more like Klingons than... It does than sound now. like the Vaughn, but the Vaughn had a super weapon, too. Yeah, but so the Vaughn... The, the difference weapon. between the yeah, Vaughn was... The Vaughn were, were organic-based instead of technology-based, right. so all their all their weapons, all their ships, they're all, like, organic-based. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah, living. Plant, a lot oh, of And then they're big. The other thing is they were absent from the Force. Right. So that the force had no effect on it whatsoever. Yeah. So they were So maybe that's what this nil is. Nil, no effect from the force. Yeah, it could be that. But they could that could be repurposing a lot of the. See, the cool thing about the vault. And they look like half mech. Oh, oh that's okay. different. That's different. 
Because, but it still is taking an idea right. and, and remixing. then and remixing it. Because the Vong came from their extra galactic. They weren't part of this, this galaxy. Right. They were from another galaxy. Right. They came into this galaxy and they started early, early on. They infiltrated because they had organisms that they could put on their body that made them shapeshift, that made them look like other people. So they could infiltrate our, our, yeah. our, our stuff. But the biggest thing about them was that they were absent from the Force. So the Jedi had zero effect on them. And a lot of their technology was lightsaber resistant. Yeah. You know, that. Yeah. But, but they're perfect enemy. Yeah. But let's not describe that too much. I don't want to confuse people. No, no, that's no, not standard. And the, the one other thing. So this is how the nil look. I know no one could listen to. You can post a picture on Instagram. Yeah, I'll probably I'll post that. But okay. if you just Google High Republic nil and it'll come out. N i h i l, and you see like they have these kind of like mech looking like apparatuses, gas mask looking masks. Uh, crazy weaponry. So they look like different races that come together, right, under uh, a certain technology empire. So it was explained in the in in this High Republic video thing of uh, what the Jedi govern is just the mid, uh, center to maybe mid rim. So everything outer rim and beyond mm. is all just wild space. Mm. And they've expl- explained it like there's going to be stories that will kind of borderline like westerns because right. it's just going to be like a lone jedi against a bunch of nil and stuff okay so that's what the vong looks like yeah so it is almost similar looking to vong mm-hmm. but more technology, more, more technology based. based yeah that's or steampunk technology so now oh, my yeah. worry yeah. my worry is this is only going to stick to the books and then we're still going to do something else with the movies that's like can we just stick with this era well wait because do, we know, do we know that though they said it's just books. It's, they just said it's just comics, yeah, comics, novels, now. and ebooks. Could be for now, right? For now, yeah. I'm sure if it's traction, they'll do it. Right, it uh-huh. that's exactly what I think. Yeah. I think this is their testing ground. Mm-hmm. See how people like it, and then if people like it enough, move into the movies. Yeah. What I just don't want is I just don't want to in the movies. I just don't want the movies to be following the same group. You get me? Yeah. Don't give me someone that we're ready for. Give me a different corner, yeah. a different era, or. or Target in this era, you know, oh. Anakin's grandmama. No, man, fuck. Or like this one. Let's say a comic book uh, in the comics where let's say a character pops, and then the movie diverge divulges into their lineage. It's like, mm-hmm. god damn it, man! I don't want another family drama saga. Is Give me movie? something else. Is this their next movie next year? No, to the. 22, right? 22. 22. That was another thing that was along with and this. We don't know nothing about. It. Yeah, we don't know anything about. I don't it. think they know anything about it. That's true. I just know it was. Um, I can't remember the name of the director. It oh, they is, put a director on it. Yes, the director did Slight. Um, right, man, I forgot his name. For how long though? Until he. No, I, I think he's uh, excited about it. Let me and that's know. another cool thing of diversity. It's a it's a black director doing Star Wars. Yeah, cool. Uh-huh. I, I, I always said I, I, man, I can't remember the Star name. Wars. I've never seen his movies. Justin Dillard. Uh huh. Yeah, he's done like two indies. Okay. Uh, he also, uh, and the, the writer for Luke Cage, Matt Owens, will be penning the project. So mm. that's what we have right there. Okay. All right. At least he's. That's one strike against it. <laughs> well, at least he's done something in fiction. Like, yeah. fantasy wise. And I mean, you can write good shit in that shit. Yeah, you're right. What was the movies? Um, the one that I saw of his that I really liked was mm-hmm. called Slight. He also did uh, one called Sweetheart, Stray, Sweetheart. Uh, Judy Goose, The Exchange. I look like indie movies. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Slide was really cool because it came with a comic tie-in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, essentially, it was about, quote-unquote, magic superpowers. Right. But uh, the whole 
twist, the whole reveal to it all is the kid took it to the next level where to do his little electromagnetic tricks, yeah. he implanted wires into his arm to a battery, mm-hmm. and then he put contacts in his hands to do the EMP things. Okay. And then the, the full story is that uh, it's just him and his, I think, his sister. The parents have recently died, and mm-hmm. he's trying to make everything work. And then some gangs get involved, and he has to save his sister from the gangs. So then he amps up his power right. to go ahead and fight them. And he's, like, yanking their guns and, and stuff like that and messing with them. And at the end of it, it's all because, like, he saw a magician when he was younger. Yeah. And the magician's like, hey, look, the way I did the knife trick through my hand is little by little, every day I cut through my hand. It's completely fabricated. Okay. But, it, it, you know, it makes this cool little thing where, you know, like the kid mm-hmm. made his own superpower. Uh, okay, so one of the other things I want to touch on is um, it was announced this week that uh, Spielberg will not be directing mm. the next yeah, Indiana Indian. Jones, and that uh, James Mangold is being courted to that. do another Indiana Jones. We swap now, one good director for another. But mm-hmm. here's my question, though: Is it an Indiana Jones movie without Steven Spielberg? Because it's all. Remember, it's he's all, all he's stayed on to produce. Well, huh? is Chris O'Donnell in the Indiana Jones film with Steven Spielberg? Yeah, it's technically yes. Unfortunately, but here's the thing: it still looks like an Indiana Jones. Yeah, you're right. Okay? That, that it still has all the same the same trappings of an Indiana Jones. I don't know if you've noticed this. I'm a big fan of Foley work in 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 sounds and stuff like that. <clears throat> all Indiana Jones movies, they all sound the same. Right. They all have the same gun shots. They all have the same punches. They all have the same all of it. It's just not necessarily in all movies. It just happens to be in all Steven Spielberg movies. So you bring in James Mangold, mm. who's going to bring in his own people, who's sure. going to do his own things. Does it just because it stars Harrison Ford and it has Indiana Jones on the cover when it's not it a joint project? Will it feel the same? Will it be an Indiana Jones movie, or will it just be a movie trying to be an Indiana Jones movie? Uh, it might be the latter, but I think it'll still it'll be a good movie. Well, I mean, if it's good, then it'll yeah. definitely you know. Yeah, I think that's what they're hoping. I think it'll be a good movie, but it won't be an Indiana Jones movie, quote unquote, in the way you see it with the same sounds. But maybe they, maybe he will do that. Who knows? To keep it, you know, certain things there. I would hope so. No, but uh, I've heard I've heard Mangold in some interviews before. He likes to do his own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's what I thought. So and like, I, I don't know. I like Mangold a lot. He's, like, he's done that before, like actually, Wolverine. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What did do with Logan? No, Logan. Right, Logan. They they left him alone. You know what I mean? So they mess with him. You get the ending of the Wolverine. They leave him alone. You get Logan. So you leave him alone. You get you know. Um, yeah. Ford yeah. Ferrari. You get. You get the so I think he's definitely if he's going to take it on, he's going to be doing what he wants to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I thought. Mm-hmm. You know. And now comes. Will this be? You know, can. Can he capture the magic? Can he, the exactly. Movies? Can he mm. capture? I don't know what you're saying. Can he? Can he? Can he make this as whimsical as an Indiana Jones? As Indy Four? But you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that because he made three other movies that are beloved. So just because he had the one that is vile, I'll admit that. You can't sit there and just base everything off the one. I walked out of that. All right, so we're gonna go around the table right now. Favorite Indiana Jones movie? Trying to uh, do Dustin. Last question. Oh, uh, Jeff, come on. For me, it's easy. What's the second one? Temple of Doom. Temple, Temple of Doom. Doom. Yeah. Which is, that's yours? Yeah. Joe? That's no, crazy. For me, it's easy. It's Raiders. Oh, me too. I'm on Raiders. Raiders. I love Raiders. Raiders, Raiders is good. Raiders is good. 
Great. I was ready to start it all. It's a great movie. Yeah. I just enjoy uh, yeah. Last Crusade a yeah. lot more. Really like, really I did like the. Oh, you like the Sean Connery. I like Sean Connery. Sean I like the dynamic between the two. Yeah, yeah. I have to admit, like, that, it's great. It's dope. I like I mean, the thumb for the Holy Grail. Yeah, the Holy Grail scene with the knight. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. The, 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 the whole ending of that movie where he's in the, the cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's just brilliant to me. But I love everything leading up to that. I can watch that movie all day long. You know, I mean, even shit, you know, stupid stuff like pushing the guy out the window going, no yeah. ticket, you know, stuff <laughs> like that. And then everybody flipping out. Oh. I like all three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, there's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. No, three. Great, fantastic. I, my, whole, my whole problem, I know there's only one thing about Temple of Doom that I don't like. That's the bug scene. Yeah. Uh, I can't stand that scene. For me, Temple of Doom, they played it so much on TNT, it just played out in my head. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want to see this movie. That's anymore. why it ended up being my favorite, because that's where I saw it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and played on TNT every Saturday, religiously. I just remember doing laundry watching Temple of Doom. Nice. It's funny, growing up, I saw Temple of Doom first, which mm-hmm. and it didn't me matter. Too. It was a So when I saw Raiders, I was like, cool, this is what he did after. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, this is awesome. And then I want to just keep rewatching Raiders. Because <laughs> yeah. it was awesome. To me, it was awesome. I, I thought it was such a step. Forward, but heard, I didn't know. It was first. Have you heard the thing about Raiders though? What? That you could remove Indiana Jones from that movie and it wouldn't make a difference. How? Fun. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> think I about want to watch it again because think of it, it's true. If you if you rewatch that movie, everything still happens. The same. Everything would happen the exact same way. I mean, not the exact uh, same thing, but everything would. The ending would still come about. Mm. That ending. Oh, even they, without his even without him, because they would because they would just get the arc sooner. Yeah. They would still open it up, and in fact, they would probably would have ended the war because they would have opened it in front in front of Hitler. Yeah, he just prevented them from opening it in front of Hitler. But well, if you remove Jones from the movie, it does not affect the end of the movie whatsoever. Yeah, but so much fun. Damn, that's so much so fun. Funny. So, last thing I think uh, me and Joe want to cover is the fact that they announced the voice cast for the Kevin Smith uh, reboot of uh, Masters of the Universe, and this cast, this voice cast is fucking amazing. It is. I mean, not only I mean, you got right off the bat, you got Mark Hamill as Skeletor. <laughs> you can't get any better than that. No. Or you think you can't get any better than that. And then, you know, in fact, the least uh, the least amazing person in this cast is the guy they got to play He-Man, which right. is Chris Wood, who was um, on Supergirl. Was the, it was actually Melissa Benoit's husband. Okay. Um, oh, Monel. Monel, thank you. So he's he's uh, he's uh, he's He-Man. He's He-Man. You got Dietrich Bader as Trapjaw. You got Kevin Conroy as Merman. That's gonna. That's gonna be that's hard. Great. You got Liam Cunningham, who was uh, Davros. On Davros, right? Davros. He's, He's man at arms. It makes sense. Su- Love Davos. Susan Eisenberg, who was Wonder Woman in the Justice League cartoon. Right. She's the sorceress. Oh, she's great. Sarah that's Michelle great. Geller is Tila. Great. Uh, Lena Headley is Evil Lynn. That's Come gonna on, be, that's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Phil Moore is Hero. Mm. Justin Long is Roboto. <laughs> um, Griffin Newman is Orko. Then you have the original Skeletor. Alan Oppenheimer right. as right. Mossman. As Mossman. And then Kevin Michael Richardson as Beastman, which I love. I love Kevin <laughs> Henry Rollins as Triclops. Come on. Wow. Um, Stephen Root as Cringer. Alicia Silverstone as uh, Queen Marlena. And then you get into some... Uh, what the hell has she been doing? And Tony Todd as Scandal. She's been waiting for a Clippers <laughs> reboot. <laughs> so, so that, she's the only Earthling. She's uh she's the Earthling. Yeah, they they announced the king too, but he's not on this cast. King list. Randor. Yeah. yeah, they announced the king, but he's not on this cast list. So I don't. Um... No, it's dope. I like, that's, I like um, the factions. That's Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all the Masters of the Universe stuff now is going to happen. Like, on yeah, because Sony gave up like dopes, ah. and, they gave and there's also another cartoon in the works too. Yeah, oh, that cool. one's more for kids. Yeah, kiddie. it's more kiddie. 
Which is I'm watching that too. I don't mm-hmm. care. So if this makes I'm, it, then they'll they'll do they'll, they'll get. And this 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 series is supposed to pick up where the original Masters of the Universe left off. Oh, so right. So it's supposed to be a continuation of that story. New art, new everything, right, but, right. but still, yeah. Continue that story. Yeah. Although I my, it's interesting that heroes in there because heroes the He Man from the past. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's cool. No. Yeah. So moving wait. on to some reviews, you got some people who've seen some movies. Oh, yeah. I haven't. I haven't been in the movies in a long time. Same. Um, Did you guys want to finally talk so- Sonic? I don't know. No. Oh, Jeff, we can talk Sonic. I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> Damn. I mean, I loved it. I was like, yeah, it's been a couple weeks. Like, yeah. Oh no. I mean, I mean, I loved it. It was great. I want a sequel. That's like, pretty much yeah. That's that's pretty pretty much much I, I cried at the beginning. Jim Carrey, you today. cried. Hey, Why'd you cry? That when was, he was a baby? Yeah. Okay. That, 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 those those first five minutes. Yeah, okay. They was baby Sonic. I didn't cry. Yeah, baby yeah. Sonic. Yeah. Okay, how, how cute. So baby Java or baby Yoda? Like baby Yoda level. Oh, wow. Dude, super cute. I wouldn't go I was like, I want one. He is super cute. Dude, though. super cute. I don't know, but he was obnoxious because it's Sonic. Yeah. Do we get Super Saiyan Sonic in this? No, we don't oh. get Super Sonic. No. We don't get Super Sonic. Well, it leads you there, but no, he, doesn't he, he doesn't go full super. Okay. He goes yellow. He doesn't do that. Okay, oh, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. But it, it does... And leaves the door open for so many things in the future. Yes. Including, 100%. like, the secret ending type thing that they had. Yeah. Uh, and then Jim Carrey absolutely steals the movie. He's amazing. If you want classic Jim Carrey, he's the reason to go. For it, he's, watch it. He's great. He's the reason to go. I think I'm going to go see it now based off of that because I want to I want a revival of Jim Carrey. Yeah. Now, I mean, that's what it back. seems like he's doing. He's starting to go on these uh, these new movies that he's starting to play. It looks like he's going to, you know. Fall back into what he's, he's, he's well because he's also getting his his serious kick from doing kidding on he, Showtime exactly so he's like he can he's, he's balancing, balancing both you know? to me he's SNL carry yeah like after living color mm-hmm. I mean sorry yes right, a little bit after that okay. he's, yeah the mask uh, he's, 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 right. he's in that like, he's he, in he, that he, I saw the movie and I instantly went home and I was like I want to watch Ace Ventura <laughs> that's exactly. funny exactly. all right all right yeah he was he was good and um yeah the teaser the Marvel teaser at the end yeah it's great great. They use tails. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. She comes into the world. It's like, I gotta find Sonic. The uh, voice sounded great. It was perfect. It looked beautiful. And when like, she started flying, I was like, the, the sound yeah, 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 I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I was like, this I was like, is amazing. This is amazing. So, yeah, give yeah. me a sequel. And it's doing great um, financially, too. The box oh, box. yeah, I made money. It's doing hella great. So. More, more than uh, Birds of Prey. For so, sure. It's <laughs> the first good the audience, they, the audience they were targeting could actually go see it. I absolutely <laughs> called that it was going to be make more money. Remember, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah you guys called that. Called that. So, yeah. And before Kevin says it, Detective Pikachu also did really well, but this blew out Detective Pikachu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? yeah. I thought Detective Pikachu mm-hmm. did great. It did do great. Yeah, it still blew it out. Wow. Wild, right? Dude, and I thought Pikachu was like a worldwide phenomenon. It is. It was great. It was beautiful. Apparently not as big as Sonic. That's oh, crazy. Know, Sonic's mean. working for a lot of people. Sonic's been around a lot longer than fucking one. That's true. That's true. And it was smart to get in front of uh, Onward because we got Onward this weekend. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. Yeah, the, the release day for it was really good. All I really had to contend with was Birds of Prey. And that was ours. So. And that was ours, so it's not for kids. So <laughs> yeah. no contention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you guys saw Invisible Man? Yeah. Yes. The, the other uh, <laughs> demographic? <laughs> Counter-programming. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the counter-programming. It uh, was so fucking good. <laughs> J- so basically, Jason Blumhouse mm-hmm. uh, answered to the Dark Universe because that shit failed upon arrival. Yeah, after That's The so Mummy, they, yeah. they scrapped that shit. And so they went to Lee Wanell, who is who most people may know from uh, Upgrade. 
and uh, which well, was and great. also the Saw movies with uh, James Wan. Okay, they wrote and directed together on the Saw movies. Um, upgrade was the, upgrade was great, fucking fantastic. Yeah, upgrade. Upgrade movie you recommend? You recommend the okay, that small indie sci-fi mm-hmm. movie? Yes, I yes. saw that recently. So it was awesome. so good and mm-hmm. gruesome. With like the budget, Tom Hardy. Yeah, he's great Logan, though. Logan Marshall. Yeah, Green. yeah, he's great though. But yeah, he like, is. He's like a budget Tom Hardy. The sad thing is, he's more decipherable because yeah. Tom Hardy can understand a fucking word, <laughs> but goddamn, is it great? Tom Hardy understood them better with the main mask on. Oh god. <laughs> But no, uh, so they yeah. So I was telling you, I was telling the guys before um, we started uh, potting. They uh, so they basically reimagined the entire story of the Invisible Man um, to a modern spin on it. Yeah, it's more te- technologically the, based. Yeah, and then showed it mainly showed it through the eyes of the victim. Yeah, instead of through the eyes of the I victim. I felt amazing. And um, and they basically and they basically do. Um, She's escaping uh, the domestic violence situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And her husband is, or I don't even think they're married. They're, no. It was like boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. Her boyfriend haunts her through this technology he created to become invisible. Yeah. But the twist and, was that he's led to, he's believed to be dead. Yeah. He killed himself. Yeah. So she, so, so the movie so starts everyone out. treats her like she's not only an abusive victim, right. but she's also fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. They, when she's, when she's having reactions and like thinking he's around, they're like, your PTSD, yeah. you say you've been a lot. He's not here. Don't let him haunt you. What it's I like, love, and actually, he's fucking haunting her. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really, really early on. There's these really long takes of sequences. Mm-hmm. So her, like, an example is like really early on. She is just is her escaping the house. Yeah, that's how it so starts. You literally follow her, Justin, through every moment, mm-hmm. getting out of bed quietly, getting the bag out of the mm-hmm. closet, checking the camera because he has an excessive yep. amount of security yep. in the house. So she has to look at every camera, make sure, move the camera, make sure it's pointing at his mm-hmm. room. Keep yeah, checking as he gets as he gets mm-hmm. dressed, and all of this is silence. Yeah, as she's yeah, just no, it's, like, the house. it's like a quiet place. Dude, silent, and, like. and then with the score, mm-hmm. it builds this crazy mm-hmm. tension that it's the only way I can compare it to is like uncut gems. But yeah, uncut yeah, gems yeah. is like anxiety inducing. Yeah, this yeah. is like. I'm about to have a heart attack if she does not make it out of this alive. Because it's you care. You're like, bro, so, please. I don't know please. how he was able to do that, but instantly you care for her. Yeah. You're like, oh, she just she gotta get away. She's she's it's, almost there. She's almost and then the, the damn dog. Yeah. The thing that really killed me, and, and I and I told my wife about it. She and I told her early on and she couldn't unsee it the rest of the movies. They the Lee One Out kept framing every time Elizabeth Moss is on screen, they keep framing her. As if like in a corner or like in the side, yeah, yeah. As if trying to fill up space, as if two people mm-hmm. are in the frame, right, just, oh, but there's no one mm-hmm. there. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. So your eyes, as the audience, you keep looking behind yep. her. Yep. It's like okay, that thing's gonna move, and it never does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. So when something does move, it's always off screen. But when the camera goes back to uh-huh. that area, <laughs> filling the screen again, it's moved. Yeah. Or yep. a door is open now. <laughs> And I like how you hear it mm-hmm. when she is looking away from it and the camera's moved out yeah. too. You hear like a door open. Sound she design freezes is so and, important. Bro, right? it's so good. Mm-hmm. Th- this movie would not have existed a couple of years ago. No, I don't think so. With not with what they were trying to do with the exactly, universe, man. the universe monsters universe, it wouldn't have worked. It would have not worked. And with they this, had to fail in order to get this. This acting alone is like is there's so no way good. this psychological thing should have been this good. <laughs> She's so fucking good. What? Elizabeth Moss is amazing. What was the guy? What was his, in the movie? What was his name? Uh, the what, actor the or the, the character? Adrian. Adrian. Never got a last name. He did. Yes. but I forgot what it was. I forgot. 
Because he was like this, he's like this world-renowned scientist. So that's how he yeah specializing in optics. And, yeah, he specialized in optics. So and he won like all these awards for it. Christian? No. Yeah, I think it was Adrian it's Griffin. Adrian? Yeah, Griffin? I think it is. I Adrian can quickly really check. Yeah. Then yeah. That was in the book. That was, was oh, they, oh, so they kept that name. Dr. Oh, nice. Okay, awesome, awesome. So, yeah, that, I think that was his name. That's why I wanted to know. Cause okay, yeah. Because it was like in, in the book, in the original Invisible Man book, it was Dr. Griffin. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's got PhDs and all this kind of stuff. Um, and it wasn't until um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You're right, Griffin. Yeah, mm-hmm. Adrian Griffin. Uh, it wasn't until League of Extraordinary Gentlemen that he got a first name. Because in the book, it was always Dr. Griffin. Oh, okay. And then uh, Alan Moore, when he did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, he gave him a first name, but it was Paul yeah. Griffin. Oh, okay, okay. But I like that they, because he never For had a sure. first name. In the original book, he never had a first mm-hmm. name. It was always Dr. Griffin. Yeah. And I like that they kept, they kept the name, that in there. Yep. So For that sure. really does connect it to mm-hmm. that world. I, I think, so I like this movie even It works. Now. It works, man. It, 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 man, the scenes where he's just, she'll be in the kitchen, and then he'll just pan to the hallway. Yeah. And you're just like. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, like you think something's gonna move yeah. and nothing moves. So when it pans back to her mm-hmm. again, filling spaces of two people are in frame, you hear something happen mm-hmm. outside of frame. So when it pans back, the thing that they made the noise had moved mm-hmm. or is gone, mm-hmm. but she and the audience did not see <laughs> yeah. it happen. Yeah. So you're almost along the ride with her. You're just paranoid. Right. Yeah. You're you're yeah. paranoid. You know something's happening because there's a movie. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like is it really all in her head? <laughs> so then now what I was going to break down is the act structures. Oh, yeah. So act one really is the suspense and the buildup mm-hmm. and you're and caring for the character. Yep. Two is the crazy shit is happening, but it all, it's all off screen. So you think it's in her head. Mm-hmm. People are treating her badly as if it's in her head, yep. but she knows it, it is him, even though he's fucking mm-hmm. dead or whatever. <laughs> and then she starts learning about like, okay, there's fucking technology. So he has to be doing it. The third act is like a roller coaster of like, Three twists that I cannot <laughs> say right now, but I think the ticket admission alone is is worth the those three twists yeah. alone. Yeah. Those three twists alone, I would have not. If okay. you would have said those twists out of context, you would have been like, "That would never yeah. work." Nah, but it builds you up to it so well. It's yeah, like, you care about the characters. Yeah. You care about. She's incredibly active, mm-hmm. and then that guy that plays Adrian, the the invisible yeah. man, yeah. he's um grown up Luke from Haunting of Hill House. Uh, oh wow! Okay. He plays unhinged, yeah. so scarily yeah. good. It freaked me out. <laughs> Does it have like a paranormal uh, activity feel? I guess in the way it was framed, some of the shots are framed, but um, but not in the sense that it's like. Okay. Uh, are you guys like looking behind her, like looking for? Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm like, saying. Yeah. But but again, it's there's never close-ups on her. There's scenes whatever. where she's but, just talking and no one else is there, bro. But you're like, but the camera is not facing her, and it's like facing. The hallway, and yeah. you're just like, "Is there something there? Yeah. Okay, like, there's gotta be something there." That I'm one, like, I was freaking out. Yeah. I was like, every time I panned away, I was like, "I'm like looking. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that has to be something." <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It, the camera kept making yep. you think yep. someone is standing there, as if there's a placement there, because it's always a framing mm-hmm. for this a either, person. You're wondering if this is either a brilliantly directed film or yeah. a poorly edited yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's dope because he. Um, yeah, I, I was listening to a couple of interviews with him. Um, Lee Wanell is the name of the director. Where is he from? That Wanell. He's um, uh, Australia. Okay. So he um he was explaining. So some of the frames there is someone there, and they delete them, and then some of the frames there isn't. 
But he wouldn't say which one it was. I think that makes sense. Yeah. To get that framing of mm-hmm. her as if there is someone there yep. behind her yep. or next to her or whatever. Especially the the one. It's it's not a, a spoiler because it's in the trailer. The Where he's the breath yeah. one. Yeah. I thought we were going to get that super early. But when it does happen, yeah. bro, my audience freaked mm-hmm. the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Even though that's in the trailer. Yeah. Because the way it happens is such a different context. Yes. Do you, yes. Now, just to go on a little bit of a tangent here, I don't mean to take away from this. Do you enjoy seeing movies like that with audiences that freak out? Do you yes. enjoy that? Okay. But not like. I but not don't. Really. I know and I'm glad I didn't. But I not, saw that at 1140 in the morning and I was glad. Huh. <laughs> I the one thing I can't stand. Yeah. It's like when people screaming for mm-hmm. shit that I don't no, 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 That's about. different. I, I like people that are emoting like me. I'm like, like you could feel the gas, you know, the movement. Okay. Right, reacting. But like the fucking outlaw yelling, I can't stand. That's it. why I stopped going to see horror movies. Like never mind the fact that I don't care for horror movies, mm-hmm. but I would still go see them with friends. And I stopped doing it because like there'd be people in the audience yeah. that scream for the littlest thing. Mm-hmm. You almost want to turn around, smack yeah. them, and go. Shut this them. one, so I give that fair warning. If anybody is going to go see it, try and find the best theater where you, that's not the audience you're with, because this lends to that for sure. Yeah, super early. Like oh, and yeah. some people do enjoy that. Some sure, people, yeah, some I, people, I, like, people yeah. that were like, I can't go see a movie unless mm-hmm. there's 400 people in the audience and they're all going to react. I had, a, I had a friend who hit me up and he was like, hey, I want to see this movie. Oh, he's a huge fan of Upgrade. And he was like, I got this one theater I usually go to when I see horror movies and everybody's having a ball. And I got this other one because I know he's like, I know it's a little auteur of a movie and I want to really want to pay attention. So he's like, which one should I do? I was like, look, if you just really want to pay attention, go to the better theater. You mm-hmm. know, but if you just want to have a ball with everyone, because this movie definitely lends to that. And some movies lend to that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, you can definitely go. Yeah, I didn't go to my usual one. I went to uh, Weston instead. It was mm. just, but it was just because of the convenience of timing. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like some of Like, some of the big comedies, like Anchorman and stuff like that, you'd probably want to go see them. You definitely want to go for laughing, sure. right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, sure. some of those movies, they just don't lend to a like, mm-hmm. no audience. So yeah. You just find yourself laughing 10 times harder <laughs> with, with people in the audience. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, my experience, I don't know how it was with, with you, Jeff, but yeah. for me, I was dreading it because during the trailers, people were talking. And I could oh, go see, into I the trailers, so I go to my wife, I go to Val, and I was like, fuck, <laughs> fuck this crap. That's always the worst. This is going to suck. Well, oh, as soon God. as that first sequence of her getting out of the house, yeah. well, not a peep good. for the entire good, good, movie. Good, good, good. Even yeah. I told her, I'm like, well, I'd be good. And she was, shh. I was like, <laughs> I was like, exactly. You're being the asshole. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that same feeling with The uh, Quiet Place when I saw it. Like, oh, I saw it with awesome. a bunch of people, and it was like... Everybody's talking. Oh, my. I was like, oh, I should have... I picked the wrong time. Damn. And then the movie started, and it was like... It was good. I was like... But no, this one, there was like four of us in the theater, including me. Oh, cool. So, it was the yeah, house. It, it was great. It was perfect. You probably thought it was like a, an invisible audience. <laughs> <laughs> so, we so, do we want to talk uh, Picard, or do we want to talk um, Outsider? Oh, man. Did you watch last night? Uh, yeah. Okay. Nobody else is watching Outsider, right? No, yeah. no, sir. I'm going to end up just binging it. but <laughs> I say it's worth it. Okay. Yeah. Especially this last episode. Yeah. How many, how many episodes? Uh, it's going to be 10. This is ten, a typical, ten. Oh, typical it's HBO. HBO. Right. Okay, okay perfect. Yeah. Perfect. But just to me, it sucked, especially early on, talking about it on the podcast with Justin, especially that we're both watching it. The first two are amazing. Yeah. They're fucking incredible. And then the following two, so three and four, are kind of like, wait, what is this show becoming? Mm. And then I'd want to say five and six are slow as shit. Mm, okay. Like, I'm just like, to the point, I'm like, I, I told Val, I was like, I need to wait. I need to mm-hmm. wait, binge like two or three episodes. Yeah. Because this week, wait long for just an hour of people talking in a room <laughs> and just like about abstract ideas. Yeah, yeah. I just like, it gives me 
it gives me uh, vibes of like uh, True Detective, but yeah. way less interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, bro, please get to something. Find the thing. Yeah. Find the killer. Do something. Get some momentum because uh, what, what I was complaining to Justin about, especially off air, is I can't stand where characters... Obviously, as an artist, you know you're watching a story unfold, so there's going to be... There's bound to be elements yeah. that will be, let's say, supernatural, so people have to be some kind of suspension of disbelief yeah. or technological or sci-fi, whatever. But I hate when characters within the framing of the, of the narrative behave as a certain archetype only because... They cannot suspend their right. disbelief, right. and it's so annoying to <laughs> see it drag for like four episodes. Mm. It's like, dude, clearly something is going right, on right. in the fucking town. Please know there is something beyond of what you could see yeah. is happening. Here. But here's the thing, though: you got to remember, and, and it, it, it's a little different because this world, when especially in the first episode, this mm-hmm. world is set up like you. The only way I knew that it, there was going to be a supernatural element to this yeah. was that it was written by Stephen King. Right. right. There is no hinting to it whatsoever until you get about four episodes. Oh, man. Well, okay. Which is annoying. But so it might have served it if you didn't know. If was. you didn't know, yeah. exactly. So this world they've created is supposed to be a normal world. Right. There is no supernatural element to it at all. And now you're forcing these people to believe yeah. that there is something extra extraordinary right. happening and nobody wants to believe it. <laughs> And that's the thing. I mean, think about how much people would fight in the real world. Yeah. Nobody would believe it. Right, yeah. you're, they would rather tell you you were crazy than believe that four <laughs> people are just being killed out front their mm-hmm. door by a supernatural being. So it, it's that's to me that's what made it interesting. Right. Was that you? Ha- it took, and what made it even more interesting for me is it took a weird person within this realm to introduce the weirdness yeah. to the normal people. Oh, wow. Because Cynthia... Uh, or, or Cynthia Ariba. Ariba, mm-hmm. yeah. She's... Uh, Incredible. She's a savant. She's a savant. Not autistic. She's a savant. Okay. And like, she describes her childhood. Her childhood is fucked up. But she's very weird. Yeah. And, and she comes across that way. <laughs> but it takes her going... Reading into it and going, this is the only possible solution. Yeah. And then her having to convince everybody else... <laughs> That no no, there is something supernatural yeah. to this, and um, it's imagine the crazy person telling the world that there's crazy shit going on. Yeah. Nobody's gonna believe it, right? Right, and that's what this show, <laughs> that's what the show is trying to kind of. Mm-hmm. It's people trying to get over their own prejudices. Yeah. you know, there's no way this is possible going to happen. Meanwhile, it's happening. Yeah, so I understand where Kevin's coming from. Where it's like you, know, you want him to just believe it, mm-hmm. but it's like yeah, but. They're hitting the block of normality. Yeah. That's what the show is trying to introduce is this block of normality. Okay. Which makes sense. What I understood to, to counter uh, Justin countermeasure was it's it's not just like, let's say, her telling strangers, like newcomers to the narrative. Right. She's literally telling people within the fucking narrative who have been seeing shit mm-hmm. happening since the beginning of the fucking and show. And so to me, it's so annoying yes, that but they to get almost six to eight episodes and there's only like six people that believe shit. Well, that something is happening. You 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 have her explaining the world that these people were killed by right. something supernatural when they already have an answer. It's not the right answer, right, right. but they already have an answer. They already everybody already believes that Jason Bateman killed these mm-hmm. kids, and that's it's, it's it was tried in the media and it was done. Yeah, you know the fact that he never went to trial was just a technicality. <laughs> okay. But they already believe that yeah. this is what's happening, and it just it takes these people to kind of say, "There's something different here, but we don't know what it is." Right. And they're trying to apply logic to something that is illogical. Okay, 
Well, she keeps repeating over and over again, two people cannot create, exist in two different spaces. Right. And that's kind of like the mantra of, you need to understand this. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to tell Perfect. you. <laughs> Since I was in the trailer, I thought, I'm like, okay, cool. There's either going to be some kind of cool twist or a sci-fi element. Yes. I didn't expect a supernatural one. Well, that's so when it's somewhat hinted at, I was like, what the fuck? Mm. And, but it's cool because Jason Bateman... Stars and directs those main two, right. the first two, and sets such an interesting, Creates, yeah, uh, a realistic world with interesting camera angles. The way he directs is so awesome, man. And, and he's and everybody's got like a story going on, like because you've got you've got Ben Mendelsohn's got this story going along with his family with his dead son, mm-hmm. and then you've got Jason Bateman and his family with two daughters, and then now uh, this kid that's kind of come out of nowhere. And then and, and then if they show you elements like yeah. picking the kid up <laughs> and taking him, and you're just like. Whoa, wait a minute. And like I said, when you like the only way I knew that there was going to be a supernatural um, was that it said by Stephen King. King. And right. I'm like, well, there's obviously gonna mm-hmm. I mean the dude does not write anything else. Nope. So <laughs> this is normal, then yeah. shit. This is one of the only <laughs> the rare ones. Yeah. Yeah. The rare but ones for sure. They this last episode they really dived into um I wanna say the origins, but you get sort of some of the early beginnings of whatever this thing is. Because they, they kind of flash back to where it started. Oh, okay. So possibly, possibly. you don't know if that's the actual well, well where 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 in this area where it might have started. Gotcha. Okay. But <clears throat> yeah, it's there's. I'm excited for the good. finale. It's yeah, this, it's this week. Yeah. Now, so. Okay. Nice. And the, and here's the thing: this this episode this episode ends when you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then when you listen to the trailer for next week, yeah, the trailer ends with us because the tra- the trailer the last line of the trailer it's all black and it says. What it's her saying? What's your name? And it's just I like, love it. oh shit, he's gonna fucking talk to him. So oh, it's wow. like, yeah, okay. I'm a, I'm excited yeah. for that. Yeah, and Picard's been fucking. I mean, I'm a Star Trek fan, so Picard's been fucking <laughs> amazing. amazing. I've just been digging. So have you watched Discovery yet? Have you tried to get into it? No, I will after Picard. After Picard, yeah. Oh, okay, and you know you don't need to. No, it's just the time slots. Gotcha. It's just watching too much at once. No, like, no, 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 yeah, definitely. And then me alone is. Well, so I'll start it with her, uh, Picard, now Clone Wars, you know, that's back order. Mm. So there's, a, there's a lot. You need to devote. Luckily, Clone time. Wars is a quick watch. Yeah, yeah. that's like a lunch. Mm-hmm. When I'm at lunch yeah, or You need to devote time to and then, uh, Discovery, too. Devs is this Friday. Bro, yeah. don't tell me. <laughs> what about the one? There's that's my one most anticipated show of the year. Yeah, like, Altered Carbon Season 2. Which I, yeah, that started. I want to start that. I'm debated because me and my buddy watched that when it first came out. Mm. And we were like really into it watching it. So I'm kind of waiting to see if he wants to watch this one. But if in a week or two, if he doesn't say anything, I'm just going to start watching it. It's rough. It tries to be hard, you know, Blade on Blade Runner. But yeah, that's what I've heard. I'm, you know, a horror for sci-fi, so... I love the first season. You started season. to say yeah. I love the first season. I haven't started to say I've been trying to finish, like, backlog stuff, mm-hmm. so, like, just today, I finally finished all of uh, Men in High Castle. There's, there's, so, a, there's a show coming out with Jason Siegel that looked interesting. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Oh, the, is that the HBO one? No, no, no. It's on, like, um, um, maybe not FX, but, like, AMC or something like that. Uh, I'm trying to remember how it was. Man, I know what you're talking about, and I, I forgot what channel it was. It's got, like, like, a long name to it. But that Westwood season three is looking dope. Oh, my yeah. God. I have to go. Like, I watched the first season of Westwood. Me, too. And then I, I, I couldn't I, get I, into the I watched the first episode. <laughs> no, the first season of Westwood yeah. is fucking amazing. Westworld. Westworld, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Westworld. The first season of Westworld is amazing. Okay. And then they waited so long to give me the second season that the first season I completely forgot. 
So I watched the first episode of the second season going, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and then I was like, I was just too lazy to go back because Game of Thrones was on. Yeah, it was I was just lot, too lazy yeah. to go back and watch the first season. I was just like, fuck this show, I'm done. <laughs> and now the trailer for this season has them going out into yeah. the real world. And what's Aaron, uh, what's Aaron Paul? Aaron Paul's involved, and there's like a whole weird. AI That's another one that looks like a cool futuristic sci fi world. I'm mm-hmm. like, give me that shit. Because, <laughs> no, bro, you can't, you can't dog on HBO on their uh, production. Value, no, man. no, no. Their, their shows always look so mm-hmm. good. They know how to throw money at things. Well, that's what gets me so angry. So angry. I'm such a huge advocate for quality and for HBO shows to still be in 1080p is so frustrating. It is. Dispatches from elsewhere. That's the show I was trying on AMC. AMC, yeah. yeah. You have to for, pay more for 4K? No. They just don't straight they just 4K. Don't, they, they don't give things out in 4K, period. Yeah. So, so with Justin and I watching Outsider, Jason Bateman directing, and it looks beautiful on my TV, mm-hmm. but it's still not quite there because right. it's not 4K. It's so annoying. <laughs> I say we ended there because we've been on far enough tangents now. Well, here, already surpassed. Well, the, the, here's the thing. I just want to do this. For that show, Dispatches from Elton, that I thought looked, sounded interesting. It's the four ordinary people feel there's something missing in their lives, but can't quite put their finger on it. What is what it is brought them together by chance, or perhaps it's by design when they stumble upon a puzzle hiding just behind the veil of everyday life. So and the way the trailer hmm. looked, looked amazing. It that sounds like that loop trailer that I sent you guys. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, the yeah. Amazon's doing that by Matt Reeves, actually. Yeah. Who's also oh, yeah, who's directing the, the Batman. Oh, here's the thing. Here's this outside. See, that goes on to say, when they stumble upon the puzzle hiding just behind the veil of everyday life, they, as they begin to accept the mysterious dispatches from elsewhere, challenges, they come to find that the mystery, the mystery wins deeper, winds deeper than they imagined, and their eyes are open to the world of possibility and magic. Sorry, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least the loop won in sci-fi. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm trying to get the name because I can't remember. That trailer they looked up. They said. And Amazon and Amazon now is throwing throwing yeah, a lot sure. a lot so, of I mean, money. We're into still waiting stuff. on um the Lord the of the Rings show. Amazon has the Wheel of Time coming out. They have uh, Middle Earth Middle Earth yeah. show coming yeah. out. Amazon's finally putting boys, their money where their mouth is. The Boys season two. Oh, that's gonna be great. Yeah. The Boys was like their first like major hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I would say um, no, Mrs. Maisel. Miss Basil, yeah. I would say they would that's still cool that. because I don't know multiple people watching. Honestly, I had never heard of it until you guys mentioned. It's awesome. I, I'm on Amazon. It's I heard, great. I heard a lot of people talk about Goliath as being a big show. Oh, Goliath is great. With yeah. Bob Thornton. Yeah, and yeah. the other Bosch. Bosch was a big one. A lot of people talked about. Oh, I didn't watch Bosch. That, but that's early days Amazon video because that shit's like on season what six or seven something like that. Yeah, it's still. I remember when Bosch came out, everybody's talking. Hell, I remember because I just finished Man in High Castle. When Man in High Castle started, they were like, oh, this is the first big budget, right, right. high concept, you know, not futuristic, but like sci-fi uh, mm-hmm. thing, of this alt-history thing. But it's just the writing failed, and yeah. it's a slow burn. <laughs> I know, I know, I know we need to get out, but one last thing before we go, get that movie, The Hunt. It's coming out. Yeah. The one that was shelled because uh, of the shooting. Terrible. Does it really? I, <laughs> yeah, I've been looking at it. I want to see it. Me, it looks like B-movie schlock, and I'm all yeah, for, for that. Sure. I'll oh, pass. I've been looking at it. I've, I want to see it. <laughs> for that, you need to start I love Jeff because like, if you watch Ready or Not, that's already better. Yeah. Ready or Not yeah. so good. Yeah. But wait, I just, I'm, I'm curious. I want to see this movie. I want to see how. It wasn't, it wasn't 
shelved because it was bad. It was just shelved because of what was the problems in the world at the time. I right. think, yeah, it was just all kind of too. It was political. Soon. <laughs> it was political. Yeah. yeah. But okay, so tune in next week. We'll have more to review. We'll have more to talk about. Uh, more comics, more TV, more movies, more uh, more reviews, hopefully. Hopefully Picard. Uh, we'll talk about Picard because we'll get the next episode with the Impossible Box. So, or no, no, that was this no, episode. That was this episode. episode. So the next episode is... Um, oh, did you guys watch uh, Superman Red Sun yet? No, not yet. Oh, Hopefully God, that next week. Good. Yeah, we'll try to get that one in. We'll try to review that next week. Too. Yeah, because I saw the trailer for mm, it. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. So, I read the comic. So, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Huge Mark Millar fan. Yeah. So, tune so, in next week. Listen to us on all social media, or all places you get podcasts. Play all of us on social media. We've actually had, I've actually... Rogue Nation Pod. Rogue Nation Pod. Um, we've actually had somebody comment on, on, uh, on our Facebook page. Oh, who, uh, I saw. Well, the guy I give a shout out to, uh, Matt. He's uh, the actual commenter of our page. Thank you, so Matt. So thanks, Matt. Um, and uh, yeah, so tune in next week. Disengage. Disengage. <laughs>